0: Culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity. So you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long runtime as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cockfistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest. If you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy.
1: Episode 147 There's already like 7
2: It's, it's a trap.
1: Good and to good it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, team, erase it, let's break it, tough wear party, subculture, spill over like a vulture, carry over. Counterculture push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's his has already been said? Leftover, sure. That the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop
2: Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one.
3: Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, leftovers. the leftovers. All right, yeah, the three, the three of us back together again. Hell yeah! Yes, the Hell originals. Yeah. The originals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, righty. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters this week, so uh, we will get to that advertised content in due time, but until then, just chill the fuck out. I know, <laughs> a lot of people just think, uh, get right to it. You know, I've been listening, I want to hear about the advertised content, it's their first time listening, and we I guess they just want us to right, dive right into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think of us, like, if, you, if that's the way you think, I think, like, if it's a relationship, you're the fucking problem. Right,
4: yes. You yeah. know Russian. what I mean? Yeah.
3: And it, actually, it's not a relationship yet. This is just... Your first time listening, okay? So what we're gonna we're we're just a little bit of foreplay, okay? We're gentlemen. We're gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm gonna give you a few compliments at Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. You know, oh, you look nice. Yeah. Before I jump in and start diddling your (laughs) bean.
2: Make with the small
3: talk before exactly. we jump right into it. Exactly. Oh, get right to the content. Yeah. What do you your first date? What do you do? Throw her over the fucking table and just start. <laughs> That's that is rape. rape content! <laughs> that is fucking rape. And I am not I am not gonna rape you with content. This is not fucking Jodie Foster getting thrown down on a fucking pinball machine.
2: Can we go back to Jay yelling content as he's raping someone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to slip that by. That was good stuff. Uh, Thanks. Did he say content? He he was like, content! Uh, I thought he said content. Uh, Yeah. Same thing. Trying to be punny over there. He definitely didn't say consent.
3: (laughs) No. no. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't matter if they're dead.
2: (laughs) Can't take it with you, you know? It's all consensual when they're dead. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, welcome back,
3: Jay. We missed you last week. Good to be back. It's time for your weekly Voltron. <laughs>
4: God damn, we're gonna start with
3: Voltron. Yeah, I mean, it's no, you're back. I, I, and me and Jake, uh-huh. two, two weeks later. <laughs> we, man, no, man, that that first episode of Voltron. Absolute Tupperware. (laughs) Absolute Tupperware. And uh, we want to dive right back into the world of Voltron with you, Mr. Jason. Talk to us about your Voltron adventures.
4: (laughs) Uh honestly haven't haven't, haven't revisited it at all. God damn it. I mean it's the, it's on the burner. It's it's like on the yeah. list somewhere. And it's on the queue. Yeah, it's, it's queued up, ready to go at some right. point. Haven't yeah. haven't had time. Alright. And that is this week's Jay's full drawn update. We need a
3: bumper for that. <laughs> Trustworthy reviews. <laughs> Like, like if you're like you're like the equivalent of Voltron never forming. You're like you're just like five lost lions. It's all about
4: the anticipation. Just
3: one blue leg. <laughs> <Yeah. It's> just, <laughs> just waiting there. Just, no, it just it eventually
4: just tips over. Come on, guys. <laughs> the guy's dead inside. <laughs> he hasn't eaten or <laughs> drinking any water. You fucked him. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's afterwards, true. <laughs> like,
3: anyway, yeah. If this is your first time listening, Jay has sex
2: with dead people. Ha <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a little bit you need to know, right? Re- now you know me a yeah. little better. It, like, yeah. We jump into these things. We're making jokes about Jay
3: having sex with dead people. People have no idea what we're talking <laughs> <No>. about. <laughs> Previously on Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> Jay likes having sex with Jay's, dead people. Jay's knee deep, <laughs> so, knee deep in a corpse.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you can try new things, you know, things you didn't think you could try before. Oh, yeah, know. get a little experimental. Yeah, that's oh, kind of nice. After about, you know,
3: like, I'd say about three weeks, like, when your dick actually. Goes through the back of the skull. Yeah, that—that
4: that is wow. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> oh, wow. Three weeks
3: too. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's you know you, you start to form that little soft spot in the back of your head again. You had it there when you were a wee little land. Yeah. And now, yeah, Hawk full circle. Full circle. The I'm, a, I'm a
4: horrible person.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, I oh, I also want to let everybody know uh, I was I was on uh, a podcast uh, I recorded today with uh, the Ninja Starship. Nice. Uh, I nice. talked a little bit about Ghostbusters. Um, so, uh, yeah, Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight is the full title. He puts his name in the title. Ooh, yeah. wow, he's like Jay Leno and <laughs> well, shit. You know, well, hold on. I mean, wouldn't you if your name was Jimmy McKnight?
4: I guess I would, yeah. <laughs> it has got a nice ring to it. Yeah,
3: you know, it sounds like uh, McDonald's like developed like some medieval con <laughs> the, the Jimmy McKnight Jimmy McKnight
4: trademarked yeah.
3: it's got like the little McDonald's logo and it's got like a chainmail design on it <laughs> they probably will someday uh, you're about to be banged by Sir Jimmy McKnight oh, if I was Jimmy and then, and then instead of like you know where they tap the sword on each side he like taps his dick <laughs> On Uh, each of their
2: shoulders, and he's like, "You have been knighted." Oh, I I gotta use that. If I was Jimmy McKnight and I was having sex, I'd be like, "The McKnight rises
3: (laughs) (laughs) again." Oh fuck, I need to change my name. You know that song? I feel like, uh, was it? I feel like chicken tonight. I I feel like Jimmy McKnight. McKnight.
5: Like Jimmy Jimmy McKnight. McKnight.
2: Yeah. Wow, you should steal that. That should be a steep sauce. <laughs> it should be. It should be. So, how did how did Ninja Starship go? Did they get right to the advertised content? I don't know, because honestly, when I tried to
3: get on the show with them, yeah. their Skype wasn't working. Oh. So, I had to call in, and I think he had to hold the phone up to the fucking mic. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but it was still fun. It was still fun. So, definitely check out the episode, uh, The Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight. And Is so- there anyone else on that show besides. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the show has evolved speaking of, we'll talk about evolve in a bit. but no the show has evolved like when i first started listening to jimmy it was like him and he was talking to like creators and stuff like that no he's got like a round table of guys mm, and, nice. and and uh, and a girl that is actually on the podcast with him now ooh a girl yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys is married and i think it's his wife so it's no it's really it's a, it's a fun podcast i've been listening for like the past like a uh, month and a half so uh, check me out I'm on it for about 15-20 minutes or so nice. uh, we talk Ghostbusters um, oh uh,
2: helicopter mom oh yes yeah. yeah boy we sure got told what that was didn't we <laughs> yes and we were wrong we were wrong what is it, a mom that hovers, hovers around her kid? Yeah, well, hovers over,
3: like, uh, like principals and teachers and stuff like oh, that, right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And just doesn't let their kid make any choices by yeah, themselves or yeah. whatever.
3: You know what? From now on, when we don't know what something is, I'm pausing. Yes. And we're looking it up on the internet because it's like everybody just comes, like, people I've never even heard of before. There was, like, one dude on Twitter. I didn't even know the guy listened. I know. he No, he follows pop culture leftovers on Twitter and then immediately, as soon as he follows us, immediately tells us what a helicopter mom <laughs> is. It's like, I don't know if we should be ignorant just so we can get more followers. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, is maybe it it's a good strategy. Maybe it's a good
2: strategy. Yeah, yeah uh,
3: I don't know what that is. Please follow me on Twitter
4: and let me know.
2: <laughs> hey, I've never never got a hold of you before. I just wanted to tell you what you were wrong about. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Love those listeners. Uh I, I want to uh
3: thank all of our uh Patreon patrons. Uh I'm going to have a list of your names next week and thank everybody. Nice. So Are uh, we doing on that? Uh we are at about 190 some dollars. Wow. Tight. 22, 23 patrons. That's so, nice. it's very awesome. Uh, this week's episode, and I'm going to thank everybody next week, I'll li- list the names, and then I'll also have the commercial if you're f- unfamiliar with our Patreon and what it is and what we're offering. Uh, I think we're also going to offer some new stuff maybe within the coming weeks. I'm thinking about having like a $2 uh, reward where you can get unbanned. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, if you yeah. We're gonna regret that. Yeah, yeah I well I might ban that reward. <laughs>
4: nice. It's up to you.
3: <laughs> no, I also I do. I wanna thank I wanna thank like every like I think some of the people were like, Oh, okay, you know, I can't do the thirty dollar, I can't do the twenty dollar, mm-hmm. I can't do the ten dollar and so they're like I'm just not gonna do anything. I wanna thank the people that are donating a dollar and three dollars. Oh yeah, no joke. We don't look down on that dollar. That's, Absolutely that's, that's not. That's fucking great. It's a dollar. I mean, that's a dollar every month, and like for every one of those, I mean, that that's helping the show, and that's so awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A dollar so, a month, twelve bucks a year. That's yeah. I may make fun of it when you actually read. What I put on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. But it's a joke. It's, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, but we really do appreciate everybody that's donating a dollar and three dollars. That's amazing. So thank you. Any yeah. real fan of this show should get your humor on that kind of stuff by now. Nah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? According to the iTunes reviews, <laughs> who knows? You know, um, yeah, let's go out. Uh, speaking of iTunes reviews. Oh, nice segue. There. Uh, yeah. Let's jump into Whoa. this week's iTunes reviews.
1: <laughs> if it's one star five, we don't give a fuck. Cause we really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris too much and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work. Yada yada, blah, 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 you too. These are
5: our iTunes reviews.
3: Alright, iTunes reviews this week. Uh, we have a, you know what? Wait, wait. It seems like with our show, it's either a one star or a five. Mm-hmm. There's, every once in a while we get in the in-betweens. Okay. Not often though. Not often. We don't usually, sometimes we get a two. Mm-hmm. Rarely do we get a three. Sometimes we get a four. But it's mostly, it's like, I love these guys or I fucking hate them. <laughs> I prefer it that way. You know, and I, I like it like that. Me too. I like it like that. If you fucking hate us, you're not going to listen again. Right. Well, oh, oh, oh no, oh no, this asshole ain't gonna listen no more. What can I do to get you to come back,
4: dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> come back and overanalyze and hate us some more, yeah. Fuck
3: you, if you were in my fucking house, I'd kick you out, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I wouldn't want you here anyway. You know what I mean? Does right. that make sense? Yeah, completely. It's nice weeding these people out. Anyway, uh, speaking of weeding people out, we weeded out Country Fan 52. Oh. Uh, it's titled Not For Me. <laughs> alright so yeah I'm sorry maybe uh, he went back to fucking uh, watching Ford truck commercials and listening to Jason Aldean or whatever the fuck he's doing (laughs)
2: hee haw reruns
3: (laughs) wearing wearing fucking flannel and shit it's uh, it goes I listened to the Game of Thrones season finale podcast got about 10 minutes into it just listening to these guys talk about nonsense like sex robots and dildos (laughs) classic us
4: (laughs) yeah so us.
3: We get it. You're nerds. So get to the things I like nerding out on, like Game of Thrones or comics. One guy had to have the most annoying laugh I've ever heard of.
4: <laughs>
3: Who's he talking oh, about? That, huh? that was your QJ. Jay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, and don't. It just makes it worse, man. He's going to do that. it more. That's impressive, really. <laughs> that's cool. That's, I, that's I, a badge I, of honor.
3: I don't know what was so funny by saying hello to everyone, but he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> 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 He's got us there. <laughs> <laughs> a little immature and shallow for me. Give it a listen if you want. Good luck. Ooh, bird. Wow, oh, wow. She makes it like a Ooh. challenge. Good luck, Good luck,
2: suckers. Good luck.
3: <laughs> I hope you survive. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Go, go listen to your... D- Darius Rucker, <laughs>
2: whatever the fuck, Dixie Chicks, <laughs> country fan.
3: Uh. All right. Next one is – that was the one star. Here's the five star. It's uh, titled Phenomenal Podcast. I think that's making fun of me always saying phenomenal. phenomenal. And it's from Rod Clarebout. Uh, I found this podcast after I saw Civil War and wanted to find a podcast review of the movie. Uh, I listened to that episode and was hooked. The guys are hilarious and love how they give each other crap, never letting them live it down. It reminds me of how my friends and I act around each other, but this podcast is great. But it's no young Murph. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he's gone back and listened to episodes. Yeah,
3: But w- really, what is? So that is from Rod Clarebout. Rod, thank you for your five
2: star.
1: We needed the validation after being hurt by Country Fan 52.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good luck.
1: I need the validation. Good
2: luck.
4: Good luck. Good luck. <laughs>
2: God. He showed us, man. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's get to stuff that nerds really want to hear about. Yeah, I know.
3: Ten minutes in, they're talking about
2: having sex with robots and dildos.
4: <laughs> Who doesn't want to fucking hear about that? I don't want to talk to those people. God, I don't care. Fuck off. Yeah, I don't yeah, you shit. know, what? It's,
3: it's kind of like this is kind of like our way of weeding you
2: assholes yeah. out. Yeah,
3: get, get the Ghostbusters.
4: Yeah, <laughs> what's it going to
1: happen?
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean when you podcast with a guy that's got a shelf full of dildos, it's kinda hard it's kinda hard to not <laughs> talk How about not the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just to do No, he actually had a fucking dildo called the elephant. <laughs> the
3: thing was huge.
2: <laughs> Dumbo dildo. Yeah, we'd be fucking awesome if we could not bring it up, but I mean, mm-hmm.
4: come on. Yeah.
2: Elephant in the room, yeah. yeah staring us in
4: the face. Literally.
2: <laughs>
3: All right. Speaking of advertised content, do you guys do you guys want to take a break or do you want to jump into Ghostbusters? Let's take a break. Yeah, I second. I second the break. Break it up. Yeah. I'm fresh. You gotta,
1: you gotta, you
2: gotta, I gotta be fresh.
3: All right, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, you know, hey, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters, but first, we got an update. We got an update. Oh, There's breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. That's my favorite bumper. <laughs> that was pre recorded. Actually, I had to use the, the bumper. That one cost software. some money. It did. That was, it. yeah. Um No, let's 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 talk about Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> How ta- much do you hate Pokemon Go? We talked about it last week, right? Yes. I hate it <laughs> on this game like nobody's business. Not, not really. I mean, no, I just, no, you weren't that. Bad. I just thought it was stupid and silly. I didn't see the appeal into in it. After we got done recording, like you guys had your game up, and then what did I do? I pulled mine up, right? Yes. And. uh... What happened? I caught my first wild Pokemon (laughs) in Frank's basement. Yes. And uh I wanna let everybody know that uh since then that since then I have become pretty much obsessed with the game. (laughs) Playing it pretty much all the way home (laughs) from recording that night. I stopped at a gas station and I'm trapping little pieces of shit in my in my balls. And but it, I mean, but it went on like from last week. It, like it's it's taken over my life. I, it's, I, I'm always playing Pokemon. <laughs> no, people are thinking I'm being sarcastic.
2: Right? No, you're not. You're I'm not. not. You're a higher level than me. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: uh, you started before me. It's true. It's and true. I'm a higher level than Jake right now. Um, there's a the, in in my town. There's the town square and the town square. There's probably like 15 pokey stops in a very small vicinity. And all the Pokemon players at night go there, and there's, like, five PokeStops that are real close together, and they, like, turn on the lures, and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like, it's just, like, it's a Pokemon frenzy. Like, <laughs> little creatures are just popping up all over the place, and I'm catching shit that I don't even know how to pronounce what it's fucking called, <laughs> but I'm catching them. And now I'm, like, I'm a level 16 Pokemon trainer and uh, I've, I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much obsessed with this game. <laughs> I, I and I was telling Jake last night. Last night, I, I walked on. Uh, I was walking around at the corner uh, of the town square here, at one of the corners, and a Pikachu pops up. And he goes Pikachu, <laughs> and he starts flipping and shit. And I'm just like, "Holy fuck! There he is. He's mine. You're yeah. mine, you little fucker." And I toss one. I, I toss some raspberries at the little bitch. <laughs> and then he eats. The, he gobbles them up. You know, he eats those fucking raspberries. A little hard on his head. Yeah, little, yeah. Mm, you yeah, he's eating them.
1: Pikachu.
5: <laughs> and
3: yeah, Pikachu is chewing up the raspberries. And then it's like, okay, I got one of those great balls. So I toss the great ball, dude. Direct hit, right? Direct hit.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: He's in the ball. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Psh! He gets out of that little bitch. Didn't get him. I'm like, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> only problem is I've only got one great ball left. Right. I toss it and he, dude, he fucking, he, did Kimbe Matumbo fucking swats that fucking <laughs> thing. It's gone. Now I'm left with regular pokeballs. Yeah. I can't use another raspberry. Mm -hmm. You can only use it the one time Yes, yes. And so I uh, start chucking Regular balls at him I catch him in three of them And he breaks out every time Mm. He's like fucking uh, the Andy Dufresne (laughs) From fucking Shawshank Redemption When it comes to getting out of balls And he fucking busts out Three times So I'm like okay I'm not catching him with a regular ball There's a pokey stop over here I'm going to see if I can get a great ball And see if I can go back and catch him so I jumped out of it. I ran, went to the Pokestop, and he's still there. I swipe. I get one of the balls, come back. Little fucker's gone. Aww. He left. He left me. And so now, <laughs> that was me. my Pikachu experience, and I lost him, dude. He's the only one. I've, everyone I've ever seen, I've caught a different type of Pokemon, Yeah. except for the Pikachu. He... He just he, he just fucking uh, runs away. He ran away. Shame. <laughs> it hurts, man. <laughs> what do you think got so, you so addicted to this thing right off the bat? It's weird. I, I have an addictive personality when it comes to role-playing games anyway. Yeah. If it's a really good role-playing game. And, like, I like collecting experience and all that stuff. And for some reason, just, like, because, like, the first Pokemon I caught was the Squirtle, and he was just, there's just, like, as soon as you start the game, there's, like, three of these little fucking baby monsters looking at you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> it's like, boom, you start the game, there's, like, three little baby monsters looking at you, and you're like, okay. And then you just toss a ball, and you catch it, and I'm like, okay, big deal. And so, like, I hadn't bumped into any other fucking monsters. Yeah. Playing the game. I'm sitting in my living room. I'm walking around my yard. I have not bumped into shit. <laughs> nothing (laughs) fucking nothing so i'm like fuck this game and so like i'm so then like me and you rap recording Last yeah. week at Frank's house, and Frank's got some little fucker in his basement, and I caught the son of a bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, you can. There're real things out here that you can catch. <laughs> so it's really real. So then it's like, uh, then I then, then I stopped at the gas station, and I'm catching little caterpies, and I'm catching or caterpies or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, I'm catching piggies and ratatats and all this other crap, and and I, I don't know. I just the more I caught, I was like, well, I want to see what other ones are out there. <laughs> 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 you can't help. And then it's like, oh, what's that evolve thing mean? (laughs) Oh, you can evolve them? Change them, yeah. Now I'm changing shit? I'm... (sighs) Yeah, I'm playing God. Collecting candy and evolving things and, yeah, playing God. I'm like, it's like the island of Dr. Moreau going on. It's like I'm just,
2: I'm Frankenstein and all these little fuckers up with candy. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's that's fucking awesome. So what's your rating on Pokemon Go? My rating? It's a Tupperware.
3: I fucking love this thing, dude. I'm like, I got like tomorrow, my whole day is going to revolve around playing this goddamn game. I I, I went down to the town square and I'm just chucking balls left and right, man. I was chuck balls all night i lost i had i had like 175 balls to start off the
2: night i left with like no balls <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I think that's what happens to most pokemon go players very yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: i think still people, i lost all my
2: balls yeah, yeah. i think people out there still probably think you're being sarcastic and joking this is gonna blow some of our listeners minds. i'll very take very a key. snapshot i'll take a snapshot
3: my character's name is Leftover Brian. Yeah, I'll take a snapshot of my level and I'll post it up on our Facebook page to to, to prove to you I'm not bullshitting and I'm part of Team Mystic. Yeah, Team Mystic,
2: go! Yeah, Magic. Team Mystic, <laughs> up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them Valors. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, if you're a Valor, we don't even want you listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna get those fucking iTunes reviews next yeah, week. Yeah. I'm a Valor, one star. I don't understand.
3: Why all the hate <laughs> Alright guys Let's jump in You guys ready to jump in And go Jay Well you've been playing it Yeah You might as well Just call the game Weedlemon
4: Weedlemon <laughs> I got so many fucking Weedles right now. I have not evolved Weedle. I evolved my Weedle. Yeah. That's all I get is fucking Weedles all day, every day. You I gotta, just got one like 10 minutes ago. You got to go outside your house, man. I know. I don't, I don't leave the house enough, but I'm going to now. Like, I love this idea. Like, it gives me a reason to fucking go out yeah. and just fuck around yeah. and, and not look weird. Like, I'm actually doing something when I'm standing around, not just staring at people, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's awesome. That is that
2: is awesome. Yeah, when this shit's over, we got to go. We'll get when, some.
3: When Jay started the game, you got like the three
4: characters. He had three, <laughs> three Weedle's.
3: Three Weedle's. <laughs> it
4: was so, a Weedle, a rat, a bitchy. I'm going to have the most dominant Weedle game in the fucking game,
2: <laughs> period. Jay's going to have the only gym run by a Weedle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: You can't
2: touch my
3: Weedles, man. It's not
4: even an evolved wheel. CP one thousand, CP one thousand wheel. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I love it, too, man. Like, uh, just listening to you guys talk about it, yeah. and I was like, all right, I've got to check this out. <laughs> no, man. If Brian fucking likes yeah, it, yeah. then I'm, I'm going to love yeah, this shit. I, dude, I'm hatching eggs. I'm doing yes. all this shit, man. Oh, yeah. It's, I love it, man. Anytime I have downtime at work or whatever, I can just stop what I'm doing uh-huh. and just fucking turn that oh, on.
3: Oh, I also want to take this time to say, uh, fuck you, Wayne Brunius, and fuck you, Pete Need. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Wayne Brunius saying, I don't like anything that's kiddie ish and pete neen fucking uh, throwing a meme at me and saying uh you remind me of these people oh. some bullshit meme and i was like you don't know that half of it <laughs> I di- you know what i didn't give the game a fair shake the yeah. first time yeah and now i've given it i've given it more than a fair <laughs> yeah, shake That's for sure. you know, seriously like like honestly don't call the game pokemon i, I call it strokey man because <laughs> i'm stroking the fuck out of this fucking pokemon game
4: <laughs> I, I will admit when i started playing it and you're you know you just you create your character yeah. and then you're just standing in the Middle of nowhere, I was like, "What the fuck is this? This looks stupid as hell." Yeah. But as soon as something popped up, I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" And I'm like, "I need that." And then I fucking got it. I'm like, "Yeah, I fucking got it." Spoiler: It's a weedle. Yeah, it was a weedle. And then <laughs> was, as soon as I got to level up something, it's another level of excitement.
3: I'll tell you this much: like the gyms that are located at churches, yeah. churches have been using it as a way to recruit people. It's, it's always uh, churches. Yeah, yeah. I went to this church, and I'm parked out the park. It's pouring down, raining, and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a battle in this gym and this kid comes out and he's like "Uh, yeah if you want to come in and grab some coffee uh, you can we've got free coffee inside they're using it as a way to like Get people to go to their church.
4: Every church around me is a poke stop, A yeah. Pokestop. How, uh, how does or, that work? Or a gym. How, how does that work? Do, do you, do those people like sign up to no, become a gym or a Pokestop? So.
2: No, they decide, they mapped all that out before.
4: Oh, okay. They had
2: another game, I think it was called Ingress, made by the same company, Ninantic. Is that what the company's called? Ninantic. Yeah. And they, they used the same, like, Pro- they basically just copied that map into this game, okay, and used all the same locations. That uh, they I was connected. wondering, in like,
4: why game. is it every church is a PokeStop? <laughs> like, literally,
2: I think they just tried to make it public places, okay, just on purpose, so you're not like they didn't want to make like your house a PokeStop, so you're being harassed and stuff right. like that. <laughs>
4: right. you let me in, yeah. You
2: know, I saw on- online there's this guy who lives in a house that used to be a church, ah. and the game didn't know that, so they made his house a gym. Oh wow, and he's just got people all over his fucking place. <laughs> So he's like, "Fuck!" He, he like tweeted a picture of the kid that owns
4: the gym. That's his house. Yeah. He's like, "Here's the kid that owns my house." <laughs> so, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 insane how fun it is for being so. It's simplistic, but it's really fun.
2: Yeah. Wow. Nintendo hit it out of the park with this one.
4: Yeah. All right,
2: uh, let's jump into our uh, movie review.
3: Now let's get to the advertised content. Yeah,
2: uh, let's uh, get <laughs> can we to... talk about dildos some more? Jeez, yeah, <laughs> don't be cutting the dildo talk short. <laughs> it's not fair to the dildos. All right, guys, it's time for a pop culture leftovers
3: movie review. Alright, this week we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters uh, following a ghost invasion of Manhattan. Paranormal enthusiast Aaron Gilbert and Abby Yates, nuclear, nuclear engineer Jillian Holtzman and subway worker Patty Tolan band together to stop the otherworldly threat. It's uh, directed by Paul Feig. It's written by Katie Dippold and Paul Feig. It stars Kristen Wiig as Aaron Gilbert, Melissa McCarthy as Abby Yates. Uh, Kate McKinnon, uh, as Jillian Holtzman, Leslie Jones as Patty Tolan, Chris Hemsworth as Kevin. I mean, we've also got Michael McDonald in there and mm-hmm. Charles Dance and some other, some other cameos that are made throughout the movie, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. But, uh, first we're gonna have to, we're gonna rate this movie. Uh, I'm gonna start off with, uh, Jay. What did you think about, uh, Ghostbusters?
4: uh it did not live up to my expectations um i'm giving it a low taste it um the the first half i thought i thought it started off good and also this is not to discredit the actresses in the film i think it primarily my problems with this was the writing uh the 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 humor uh i did not find I, I don't know, like if you're talking about the guy that wrote Bridesmaid, I'm expecting a little bit more. So I, I didn't get the humor. The humor was very dry, I thought it was boring, I thought that... The ad-lib style did not necessarily work for this film, where it would have for other things. But for this film in particular, and going back to a franchise film, and having that in my mind when I'm going to see this, you can't help it. Um, it did not live up to the expectations of the humor or what I wanted from. Just the overall movie itself did not remind me of the first Ghostbusters or the second Ghostbusters. And so those things played very heavily on that. But overall, I think first half started off pretty okay um and then it was like a race towards the end and that really fucking ruined it for me was this race towards the end um the 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 villain aspect also very forgettable and 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 i thought like okay at least maybe the villain's going to be interesting in this the villain was not interesting for me at all so low taste um teetering on a toss it almost Mm. at times so
2: okay jake yeah i'm gonna give it um a solid taste it. Not a low taste it, not a high taste it, right in the middle. Um I agree with Jay. It did not meet my expectations. I was super excited for this movie because of the cast, and it was not quite as funny as I'd hoped it would be. Um but that being said, I, I did laugh. There were things that were very funny. Um I thought the special effects were a Tupperware. I, I saw it in IMAX 3D and thought a lot of the effects looked really great. Like They used that technology where the stuff comes out of the frame when you see it in 3D. Did you guys see it in IMAX 3D? I did not. 2D. Uh, it, it's, it was really, if you liked this movie, it's worth seeing a second time in the IMAX 3D. It was really nice. Um, I agree with Jay. One of my biggest problems of this movie was the villain. Um, I just thought he was Rowan, I guess his name was. Yeah. He was not very memorable or funny or sinister and just a real lackluster bad guy character i mean even in ghostbusters 2 which i'm not that big of a fan of like you you go out of that and you remember yanush and you remember vigo yeah. <laughs> yeah and in ghostbusters 1 of course you've got Zool and gozer and mm-hmm. and and just like that and i thought another thing i didn't like about this movie was i i thought most of the cameos fell flat for me and most of the cameos were not funny there was one exception i laughed at but overall i was like jeez got Bill Murray in this and you can't make that scene funny. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of let down by the cameos. Why even have them if they're not going to be funny? Right. So what do you think? I have been championing this movie for the longest time saying, I can't wait.
3: I can't wait to watch this movie. I can't wait to see the ladies. I can't wait to see him bust ghosts. I can't wait. Um, And, uh, I loved like, – like the first five minutes I absolutely loved, like when they're in the basement. Yeah. yeah he's in the basement and mm-hmm. and the ghost is – and then you hear the music and it starts up. And then uh, after that point, I hated everything else. I hated this movie. Uh, this movie is a 100% toss-it. This is the worst movie experience I think I've had all year um, even more so than Warcraft because I didn't have any expectations for that going in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have any expe- expectations really for, you know, uh, Independence Day either. Maybe more so than Warcraft, but, um, I had a lot of, I had high expectations for this and, uh, this movie really let me down. My biggest problem with the movie is how choppy it is. Yeah. Uh, it's very choppy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, <clears throat> there are, basically, there are scenes where, uh, for example, and I'm going to kind of just—we'll just jump into the review yeah. since I tossed it. Um, there's the scene where you've got Melissa McCarthy and she's using the mobile proton pack for the very first time. Yes, and it's whipping her around like a wild fire hose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- they're playing it for laughs, and I—I—I I, I, I didn't find it funny. Mm. Number one. And then it goes directly from that scene into a scene where they're all back inside of Ghostbusters headquarters and talking. Yeah. It's like it immediately stops. And I think like they played it for laughs. Like I guess you're supposed to be in a pack theater where people are laughing Mm -hmm. and dopey Melissa McCarthy getting chucked around and shit by this fucking proton pack and all the stream. And then all of a sudden like then it's supposed to just jump into this scene where they're all talking and there was no one laughing really in my theater, and it would, felt really choppy. And that's – I'm just giving you one instance.
2: Yeah, and that's a great point. And there's no <laughs> there's no payoff to that either because yeah. never once when they use the proton packs is there an issue like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, the, where they're getting flown all over the place. So right. they're, they're like instantly pros after that scene with them. Right.
3: And uh,
2: the other – like. um Oh, I'm sorry. Lost my, somebody else talk. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I, I. What was I gonna say? I. The villain was so fucking terrible, though. I thought the fact that they used the Ghostbusters logo was really fucking cheesy, mm-hmm. and it was like real sequel y where it's like we have to one up the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, so we'll have a giant Ghostbusters
4: logo that yeah. they fight. Yeah. And so I, speaking of that, like I, I thought, I thought the first couple ghosts were cool. Yes. Right? And and then yeah, and, the, know, the 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 first female ghost that
3: you see. Yeah. I, I really like that actually i really like that entire scene except for like and I, jake you might disagree with me I, you're, you're a big fan of hers too and i am too and a lot of people think thought that she was the big breakout star of this one mm-hmm. i felt like all the characters felt flat i felt like none of them were fleshed out well um kate mckinnon uh took me out of the movie quite a bit oh really kate mckinnon took me out quite a bit okay yeah and and, she was my favorite I know, She was my I, favorite that too. was everybody's favorite yeah. she took me when she's eating pringles In that scene, I'm just like, this makes no sense. I don't find it funny. I don't know her character enough yet. You can make her look silly. You can make her look silly and do silly things, but I really haven't gotten a feel of like who this character is yet and why she acts the way she acts. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay? So she's acting quirky and eccentric and strange, but I don't know enough about her. I just felt like it was just like Paul Feig saying, hey, I want you to invent this Saturday Night Live character And just have her go nuts throughout this entire movie and do all this crazy stuff. But I felt like I never got to know any of the Ghostbusters on an intimate level except for one scene, which I really liked. When it was Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy talking about how they knew each other when they were little girls. Right. And how the reason that they were friends is because, you know, Kristen Wiig, when she was a girl, a little girl, kept seeing a ghost at the end of her bed. Mm. And the only person that believed her was Melissa McCarthy. And I was like, that's the only scene that right there it, for me was the only scene of like i sh- where i saw these characters really bond except for when they saw that first ghost mm-hmm. i liked how when they all got, when they all saw that first, that ghost for the first time yeah, when they saw that ghost for the first time, and they left there screaming and excited and covered in ectoplasm. Yeah, that was fun. And
4: you thought I was, it was going to be good. And I was there. like,
3: yes, yeah. yes, okay. All this other stupid shit that I these jokes that haven't been landing. This Judd Apatow brand of comedy that I'm not really wanting in a Ghostbusters movie. You can put it in a 40 year old virgin movie. You can put it in a This Is the End movie or whatever. Yeah, but don't put it in my Ghostbusters. I don't know what else I was expecting. No, this is paul feek he comes from the school of judd apatow yeah, right. i don't know what i'm expecting i but I, that's it just didn't work no. now that i'm seeing it realized on the big screen it's not working <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right
4: right
2: that, that that scene was a good laugh for me though when they came out and they're all screaming that they saw the ghost i loved it and when they cut to the youtube video of her yes. screaming that she saw a ghost like i laughed
4: well oh, and then at you've that. got
3: charles dance in that scene and he plays it great you yeah. know and i um the other scenes that like, like that, what I was getting excited for were scenes from like, and I'm not trying to compare it to the original Ghostbusters, but it's fucking hard not to. Right. No. Yeah. In Ghostbusters, what I loved about that is when they caught their first ghost, Mm -hmm. how it really brought the team together and how fun that scene was. Yeah. I mean, that scene, when they caught that first ghost, uh, wasn't it in, uh, it was in that, uh, that room, they locked themselves in that room, right? Like a ballroom, like a ballroom. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and they're fighting those, the ghost. and, and there's there's supernatural wind being whipped everywhere. They are really holding on to those proton packs and yeah. the stream, and and eat. they're all screaming. They're bonding. They're bonding. Yeah. And uh, when they catch that first ghost, they're like, "Woo, we did it!" And and when they catch it, there's a sigh of relief from the listener, from the from the viewer, and yeah. from them. Right. They're like, Woo, "We did it!" Yeah. This movie, when they catch their first ghost, it is played as a gag. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy metal concert with a dragon.
2: Yeah, what the fuck was the yeah, dragon? That, that ghost was terrible. The too. whole
3: ghost was to play off a gag that they that this band summoned this demon dragon, right? Mm-hmm. And it the, instead of having a really cool moment that was like that could have been just an intimate moment with the Ghostbusters where they catch their first ghost and these women are fucking kicking ass. Instead, they play it off as a gag that ends with Ozzy
2: Osbourne. And that was like the biggest fall flat moment of the
3: movie.
4: <laughs> yeah, every, mm-hmm. I heard people Ozzy
3: go, goes, "Ooh, yeah. it
4: was like, yeah. what? We're
3: doing that, they're, and they're not even together now. No, no, no.
4: no. Exactly. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> it's like when Dumb and Dumber Two put Mama June in there and <laughs> yeah. she started dating a child molester again. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, right. Man. But yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with you, and I, I'm not comparing Ozzy Osbourne to a
4: woman that dated a child <laughs> people. I I agree with you though. Yeah. Though I looked at it from a different perspective, that Kate McKinnon was my focus because she was more fleshed out. But I I kind of see your perspective on that. That I th- thought she was weird. Yeah. I don't. What, what, what is it with her though? Like what? Like what? Like
3: is it just that she's quirky that you were drawn to? Because I, I I'm on the minority here. Yeah. Everybody leaving this movie. Everyone I've talked to has said Kate McKinnon is the breakout star of this thing, and she took me out of more moments than anyone. Well, I wanted when she pulled out the new proton pistols. Yeah, I was thinking to myself. That was fucking Egon's moment. That should have been Egon's moment because it's like, okay, what has Egon been working on for the last 30 years? Let's see what new stuff Egon – and I'm not trying to take anything away from the women. I wanted this movie just as much as Jake wanted this movie. I wanted this movie. I wanted these women. This is the movie I wanted. To be your new Ghostbusters. And it just yeah. didn't work for me. Yeah. And, like, when I'm seeing her pull out the Proton Pistols, I'm like, man, can you imagine, like, if they would have made Ghostbusters 3 ten years ago and Egon could have pulled these out for the yeah. first time. Yeah, And, like, this is what I've been working on for the past, you know, 20-some years. Yeah. This yeah. is the new shit that I brought. And instead, we've got, like, uh we've got uh Fucking uh, bombs, uh, grenades that they're throwing, and the all the ghost this. chipper. Nothing's earned. The ghost chipper's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> None of it's earned, and and and, 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 and this movie wasn't f- like like I said, like the, there was no emotion when they caught that first ghost, right? And you got that in the first one, and that's part of the fun of Ghostbusters. And they strip this down from fun into. Rapid fire joke, joke, joke.
2: It's like Joss Whedon wrote this.
3: It thing. really
4: was. It really was. And I
2: it, agree. That's yeah. what makes the first Ghostbuster so good is how kind of genre bending it is. Yeah, like it's not just a comedy. It actually, as a kid, it did scare me. And the whole th- um, the, uh, number one, it is scary. Yeah, it's very
3: scary. And uh when you're a kid, and, and number two, it's a smart comedy. Mm-hmm. The sexual innuendo it plays the entire time with yeah. the with the keymaster. Right, uh, oh, yeah. And the gatekeeper. The key master's the dick and the gatekeeper's the vagina. <laughs> right. for sure, right. for sure. And you know, and, and like, I, I loved like all the discussion that you could have about that. You know, like the whole movie's about sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the underlying theme is sex. I mean, and, and you know, there's huge rumors out there of, <laughs> of uh, of, uh, uh, what's his uh, the, the goofy character. Uh, what's his name? I can't even think. Rick his Moranis. Name. Rick Moranis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His character uh, Stuart? Not Stuart. Louis. 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 Louis and Dana. There's rumors that when when they shut that door, they fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and that Oscar, the kid in the second movie, is actually Louis's kid.
2: Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh <that's interesting.
3: laughs> wow. Like, like she made up like the other guy that and, she
2: tells Bill Murray about. Yeah. That but, went off to play in the symphony oh, or whatever. Okay. That it's
3: actually. And so, like, I was always thinking, like, Ghostbusters 3, it could have been, like, this kid grows up, but, like, he's part... Zool.
4: I was kind of expecting that honestly. I yeah. thought at least but of course it's a total fucking reboot, so I mm-hmm. didn't get that. And that I'll say that too about the cameos. Yeah. The cameos, every time I saw the cameos I was like, god, I wish they were the fucking regular guys. Mm-hmm. I wish they weren't somebody else. Yeah, I want to see this world interact with the old one. And mm-hmm. why can't we fucking have that, you know? Yeah. Instead I think the cameos were wasted except for a couple that I thought
2: were I only funny. really laughed at the Annie Potts cameo. She was great. And I thought it was because On her cameo, she played her same character, basically. Like she was a snarky secretary again. Yeah. Whereas opposed to like Dan Aykroyd in the cab, I I thought was cheesy as
3: fuck. Yeah, that was horrible. My favorite cameo was the Harold Ramus bust. The Harold Ramis bust (laughs) of the movie. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. That was cool. But yeah, I I think uh, going back to Kate McKenna, uh, I think that that was my focal point because, like Chris Hemsworth in this, Mm -hmm. I felt like okay, here's a character. They're actually playing a character. I hated Chris Hemsworth in this. I, I, I liked Chris Hemsworth. I like Chris Hemsworth. But I felt like uh, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy were so underutilized. And, and they were trying, and like you said, the humor was just boom, boom, boom. I felt like they are just trying to one-up each That's other. Paul Feig. Paul Feig, like I was talking about how choppy this movie is. Yeah. Paul
3: Feig, the, this film, uh, if they put the whole thing together, it ran over four and a half hours. Wow. Jeez. This is how he does all of his movies, yeah, though. And yeah. it, but it works in Bridesmaids. It works in Spy. It worked in Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked in all those movies. He, he always shoots a ton of shit and then just keeps what he wants to. Right. That's why it looks choppy as fuck.
4: Mm. This movie, they shot over four and a half hours of film.
3: Yeah. For two hour movie.
4: There, there were other scenes and I can't, I can't remember the specifics. But they were so choppy that it did not make sense, yeah, like it cut at a point where it's like that doesn't make sense leading into the next scene at right. all, and that was like at the beginning, and I'll have to watch it again to remember those parts, but no, there's so many of those yeah. moments where it's very choppy, yeah, and
3: it's supposed to be like a really funny moment, and then they just jump into another moment, yeah. and I was like i I just didn't understand why it was so choppy until I found out that yeah, four and a half hours of film,
4: and I think that's a I think that's another great point. And if you like juxtapose that with the original Ghostbusters, I felt like the original Ghostbusters, watching Mm -hmm. it, even as a kid, I felt like, man, they took their time with this story. Mm -hmm. This story is a slow build. But with this one, it has the big setup at the beginning, and then it just rushes towards the fucking end. And, it, and there's no gratification in that at all. And you lose out on any of the character building, any of the bonding that that team should have had. Yeah. To where by the time they're fighting the ghosts at the end, these are f- – these are four fucking really good friends that really know each other just like the the originals.
2: It, it became like just any summer blockbuster at the, the end was the worst part for me. Like yeah. the last 20 minutes it was just like
4: oh you didn't like
3: Mrs. Slimer?
2: No. No.
3: That was such a
2: waste. It was it was like a Transformers ending at the end though, where yeah. it's just like it, here's the big action set piece and they they didn't earn it like Jay said, you know. Very I, predictable. There was no bonding or anything. But yeah, I I did laugh, I think a lot more than you guys might have. I, I thought the Chris Hemsworth stuff was hilarious
4: I, I did too
2: like when he I was like, covering his eyes to stop loud noises oh and stuff <laughs> I, I, I can't help it I was laughing at that <laughs> I thought his pictures were funny, like flying uh, like Peter Pan. Yeah, flying like Peter Pan. <laughs> I hated that stuff. See, I, that. I, I just didn't like it. I didn't I didn't find
3: it funny or charming or I I mean I just his his comedic timing just wasn't there for me. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could like cause I wanted to like him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like Chris Hemsworth because I, I like him generally, yeah. you know, but I really all I know him for is like Thor and then that shitty black hat movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like I really wanted to enjoy him and Oh and I I saw him in Vacation. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I
4: just watched that. Yeah,
3: but which I hated. Yeah, that was horrible. um But uh, yeah, I just oh, somebody say I, I, I keep using I, I, my train. I want to
4: go. I want to just on that Chris Hemsworth point. That that's another thing about you know. And I'm sorry. Like if you watch this standalone, maybe you'll like it more. Like you hadn't seen the originals, maybe you will like it a little better than most people. Mm. But. Thinking back, I'm like, man, you had that Bill Murray and 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 uh, Sigourney Weaver love affair yeah. that was such a good part of that movie mm-hmm. and they tried to do it with Kristen and Chris and it wasn't this, interesting though but it was terrible it, it was, was terrible and you it just just played as another Joe and right. he was just a piece of meat there was no real right. relationship get, get, there get a real fucking dude in there not Chris Hemsworth who's just godly you know Greek god you know but get get a real dude in there and have a real relationship between her and some other guy yeah, but then you're, you're, you're teetering that line of being too close to
3: the original it's true but then on the flip side he does shit like have them fight the actual logo
2: and it's Mm -hmm.
3: like I mean how what are you doing
2: what are you doing here yeah (laughs) I agree one of of the big faults to me was I, I the original has such a great human bad guy too when you get with like the scummy lawyer guy that's trying to shut down the Ghostbusters and Cicely Cicely Strong, I guess, is kind of the analog character to this in this new movie. And ugh, like what Annoying. a waste! Oh, and, what a waste of Cicely Strong. Her and Andy Garcia, yeah, yeah, they kind of split duties there. And Andy Garcia was weak in this, yeah. and so was Cicely Strong. Yeah, I mean, in the original I love when Bill Murray's telling the guy that he, this man has no dick, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: you know, and like, yeah. yeah,
2: Cicely Strong was like not a villain
4: that, at all. Like, that's it. Was- a, that's another thing. That's another thing. The the first one felt so grungy. I mean they're smoking cigarettes they're yeah. cursing you know and it felt it felt more real because of that mm-hmm. and these girls they're just they're just joking with each other and you don't get that you don't get that appearance or that i don't know the feeling that i got from i and, thought and it i'm was- sorry but i have to compare it to that i'm mm-hmm. really sorry like that's a hard thing to live down yeah but if they had even got that close i'd be happy and and they did not capture that at all. I wanted it to be a little more dirty, a little more raunchy. You know what I yeah. mean?
2: Yeah. And like, some of the humor was so lowbrow too, like the fart joke on the tape. I was Ye- just like, oof. Yeah. Wow. The uh, the only time there was there was
3: okay. I'll be honest with you. The only it's weird because she's I'm not the biggest fan of her. <clears throat> the only times I I laughed two times in this movie, and I'm not, I'm being honest. There's two laughs out of me out loud. Um, the first was when she's talking to the, the bad guy when he's in human form uh-huh. and trying to say that there's there's stuff to live for. There's good things in life. And the only thing she could come up with was soup. Right. So, <laughs> right. And I, that was Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> right. And I laughed at soup. I just – I kind of laughed out loud at soup. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other time is like the second time she gets like the soup from like the, the Asian uh, – the Asian place. Yeah.
4: The soup gag was kind of funny.
3: And it was completely full of wontons. Well, the soup guy is the Deadpool guy, the Deadpool. Yeah. Um, the taxi taxi. Yeah, right. Whatever. But yeah, but when she gets it and the, like, like, <laughs> and it's like full of wontons and yeah. like, she's like, your soup and wonton ratio. <laughs> and I was just like, this is that, that's actually funny. But like, it's sad that like the two times I laughed in this movie were Melissa Car- McCarthy moments. Right. Talking about soup. Well, yeah. Cause like, I love McKinnon and I love wig. And Leslie Jones, yeah, a hundred times more than Melissa McCarthy,
4: but so for, so forgettable in this. Like, I just, I, I was blown away by how underutilized they were, and like, just like, I mean, no, they were used a lot. They were just used poorly, used poorly, and yeah, and, and those those credit scenes were actually funnier than most of what we saw in the movie. I enjoyed the the credit scenes more than what I saw in the
3: fucking. Paul movie. Feig is just showing what he can do in this movie, and what he can do is not tell a good story. Yeah. He He tells a bunch of jokes some hit some miss that's why that's how he does all of his movies Mm -hmm. and he hopes that he has more hits than misses and unfortunately it doesn't work in Ghostbusters yeah and I don't want to see a sequel to
2: this yeah you need a strong mythology for Ghostbusters movies it has it can't be just the jokes like it has to have the mythology and it has to have the story too i mean that's what makes the first one such a hit to me is it's not just funny yeah like it, it hits it's like i said it's so genre crossing it's got yeah. a great mythology it's a great sci-fi movie it's a great comedy it's a great horror
4: if you can't utilize these iconic act f- funny actresses if you can't utilize them properly let them do their own fucking thing instead of trying to write that shit for them because i feel like that was part of the problem too if they were not free enough to do what they they could have done, you know, because I didn't see my Kristen wig in this. I saw a very dull, dry, and I, I don't normally say that because normally she cracks me up just standing there. I honestly think that she had
3: success with him in Bridesmaids. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. Absolutely. She, hold on. She had success with him in Bridesmaids. That was her director for Bridesmaids. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy has had success after success after success with this guy mm-hmm. making movies. And so when they went into Ghostbusters, they approached it like they approached every movie. You, what do you want us to do, Paul? Right. Okay? That's what we're doing. They shot four and a half hours of this movie. Mm-hmm. By the time this movie's done, they don't know what's on the cutting room floor and what made it into the movie. Right. Okay? I think that they went in there. They trusted him. And he di- he made this movie. I think that Ghostbusters needs a better writer and director. Yeah. Mm. I, you know what I mean? You, you're missing Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You're yeah. missing those guys and Aykroyd. You're re- and they're credited on this, and it's just because they're creators. Yeah. But you're missing those guys. And I think Kristen Wiig, I don't think that they really – I think they just trusted Paul.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there was some ad-lib going on. But I think he definitely made all the indecisions. I don't think you get a four-and-a-half-hour footage without him letting them, like, do their shit. Well,
3: the scene with Kate McKinnon when she starts singing and acting all quirky and weird singing that one song. Yeah,
2: the DeBarge song.
3: Yeah, and when she starts sing, I think that was all her. Yeah. and it, and And it was just like, that's another thing where it's just like, okay – I just – I didn't – I was laughing hysterically at the divorce scene. <laughs> I didn't get it. And I like – I love Kate McKinnon. Yeah. I think these ladies are funny. But like I've already – honestly, I think it, the movie I, – I I wasn't getting what I wanted. Yeah. And so it's like when I see her do her goofy little bullshit singing shit, I was just like, you know what? I don't – this isn't funny anymore. Yeah. You're you're shitting on Ghostbusters at this point, in my opinion. And I'm not, I'm not blaming the ladies. No. I'm, I'm no. blaming... And I, I, I love Paul Feig. Yeah. I love Paul Feig. I love Bridesmaids. I love... I mean, what's crazy is I like all these ladies. I like the director. I just don't like him doing this property yeah yeah at all i hate this movie
2: this is the worst fucking movie of the year for me man wow yeah i bet we're gonna get a sequel too it seems like it's doing okay in the theaters Mm. yeah so it's projected to make 50 million this weekend did you
3: guys stay for the very end credits i I did
4: i did not
2: i did we got a Zool drop at the very end
3: okay so what are we doing what have we learned from star trek into darkness (laughs) apparently nothing (laughs) apparently nothing (laughs) (laughs) Because now you're going to bring in Zool. Now you're going to bring in Zool. You're doing exactly what J.J. Abrams did Mm -hmm. after Star Trek rebooted. And he brought back their best story, Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And they fucking destroyed that. Pooped on it. And into darkness. And now you're going to do the exact same thing here
2: and bring in Zool. This is the worst move they ever could have made. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. And to telegraph it, telegraph it, like, I can't even talk. Telegraph it like they did is really bad too. Like, it'd be a little bit better if they, like, snuck it in and you didn't expect it coming. But to say, this is why you should come see Ghostbusters 2 is because we're bringing Zool in. It's just like, I
4: I would have been happy without the the Cataclysm event. You know, I would have been happy with just hauntings. Like, why couldn't we have had just hauntings and let this team build and build and build? And then maybe have something at the end that leads to something bigger down the road but instead we get this huge fucking battle at the end and this cataclysmic event, Mm -hmm. and now they're talking about fucking Zul. It's like, come on, build towards that. Make this team something before you actually do that.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I also, like, I mean, I also... I don't know, I don't want to have it too much like the the original but on the flip side it's like they have to do something cool like in the original ghostbusters they saved the city right right and you have that capability when you're the only ones with the technology that can take down the ghosts true, true. you know what i mean so it's like if these ghosts are let loose you just didn't need to do it on such a ridiculous scale yeah I agree. It was ridiculous. There were so at many. Ghosts, yeah. You've got Slimer driving around, Mrs. Slimer in the Ecto One out of mm-hmm, nowhere, mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, other fucking dudes hanging on, other ghost pilgrim, ghost yeah, <laughs> pilgrim, ghost, and they kept <laughs> referencing that too. Oh, <laughs> Why you just killed a pilgrim, you know, and all this
2: stuff? And what the
3: fuck, <laughs>
2: what the fuck? Yeah, it would have been better if they'd have made the plot more centered around Wig and McCarthy, like reestablishing their friendship, which had been broken like if there was more of that and stuff like that i feel like that would have been
4: and and i thought i thought patty's character was the most underutilized leslie jones Mm -hmm. i thought her character was was just like thrown in there it's like Give her some fucking lines. Like, she hardly had anything to do in that. And and she should have been the Winston, the straight man to these crazy fucking... To be fair, she had more to do than Winston ever did. Well, that, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but, I mean, like, he was always the straight man to Murray... When he was there. And Ackroyd and Ramus. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. But he was always funny because he wasn't the jokester. Yeah. And then she's in there doing these jokes and shit that do not... They don't work. And yeah, Winston's
2: like, very much the, the regular... The Man, the the guy that you relate to because he's like these guys what the fuck are they right
4: and he was funny in his own way because of that and she i don't know like she didn't need to play that role necessarily but her role i thought was very uh, very weak and underutilized they set her up with this fucking shit at the Mm. you know at the train station and Mm. that that just fell flat for me too you know she's meeting the fucking villain They introduce him that way, which is another shitty way to introduce a character. I don't know.
3: I just didn't connect to any of the characters. It's like, okay, here's Kate McKinnon. Here's weird, wacky scientist. I'm
1: crazy.
3: (laughs) You never know what I'm going to do next. I'm (laughs) Wild. i got crazy <laughs> one glasses. Minute i'm eating pringles while a ghost is in front of us the next minute i'm putting on wacky wigs <laughs> who knows i might break out into chorus <laughs> and it's stupid she's like jim carrey yeah uh you know what i don't need the fucking cable guy in my fucking ghostbusters movie <laughs> that's what i fucking got here true and then, and you don't I, like the cable guy I don't need him in a fucking Ghostbusters movie. What do I fucking say about these fucking characters being separate from fucking Ghostbusters? You know, it's I don't I don't fucking need uh Jim Carrey the mask showing up in a fucking Ghostbusters movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Keep that shit you. out. Keep that fucking shit out. What we need, what we need is them to fucking take a 10-year fucking break now. Yeah. Take a fucking 10-year break. 5 year, maybe even 5 year. 5 year break and fucking let's do this thing over again. I don't want you bring back Paul Feig, you're out of your fucking goddamn mind. Yeah. You bring him back, you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. Coming in here and saying, I give Ghostbusters a taste it. You give it a taste that's fine, Jake. Yeah. But saying, but, but... Who wants another fucking taste at fucking Ghostbusters?
4: <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, Nobody yeah. fucking wants another taste at Ghostbusters. Right, and that's, like I said, I was not – this is not what I had wanted. Like my yeah. expectations were not met sure. in the least. Absolutely. Like I wanted a Tupperware and Didn't expected we a Tupperware. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh. – I, I don't think we're going to get our wish though. I think we are going to get a Paul Fee ah, Ghostbusters too. Fuck that. Fuck that.
3: Fuck you, Sony. Fuck you. You know, if you're going to do – if you're going to have women in it, I think now we need to have two guys, two girls. Break, yeah. Make the team even. Yeah, two guys, two girls. I'm saying, like, man, I would, lo- I, I'd love to see them get like a great writer, great director. I'd like to see Amy Schumer in there. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a Ghostbuster. Yeah, you know, I'd like to see Amy Schumer. I'd like to see fucking uh, uh, what's his name? Like, get Craig Robinson. Get fucking uh, get Jonah Hill
2: or fucking yeah, uh, yes, please. Yeah. I'd like to see Lord and Miller get a shot at writing a Ghostbuster yeah. screenplay. So yes, with you.
3: Yes. I, I think that's
2: it. That's it. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. That yeah. is it. Even if Feig wants to direct still, that's fine, but take the screenplay reins away from him. Yes. Like yes. he's fine getting the 5 hours of footage, you know, but Oh
3: no, we can't. I can't have another choppy ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I want a guy, I want a guy that 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 with vision that's not fucking burning through film. Yeah, fuck that! Get the fig fig off. <laughs> I, I, go do your your little movies, your your comedies. Your com- I just because I, I like those. Yeah, I love bridesmaids. You know, Spy was hilarious. Yeah. I like that man. Just don't do it with my Ghostbusters. Yeah. I know I keep saying it, but I mean this it. was
2: fig's biggest opening of all time. Yeah,
4: well, yeah. Know, it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. You yeah.
3: got the Ghostbusters name behind it. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think a lot of people were surprised by that, though. I mean, a lot of there's been a lot of hate and a lot of people boycotting. I'm not going to go see Lady Ghostbusters. I'm not going
4: to give it a oh, dollar.
3: I and I, they, they actually brought that up in the movie. The, yeah. The girls
2: are reading the reviews
3: about, you know, well, ladies can't bust ghosts or something like that. And that yeah.
4: kind of fell flat, too, <laughs> in my opinion. But,
3: but they, Yeah, they already shown it on a TV trailer. Yeah. They showed the Dan Aykroyd. They showed Dan Aykroyd. His cameo in a TV trailer. I found out today from Jimmy McKnight when we did Ninja Starship. He told me that they gave away the Bill Murray cameo. Oh, geez, in a TV. See, I
2: didn't see any of those. Though. I saw
3: one of them. He saw the other. So between the four Ghostbusters, I'm surprised they didn't have a commercial. that just showed Harold Ramis's bus. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, yeah.
4: But I, I think I think you make a good point. This is. Um, this is Feig playing around in a big sandbox that was already created, already established. This franchise that was already made, and he fucked it up. No,
3: no, he and, I, Feig, I think Feig's mindset was not to fuck it up. And no, no, I, I, know, I know he's not. No, I think like Feig's like, you know what? I can make funny movies. Right. I make uh, Feig is like I make funny movies, and that's what he does. Right. But like Jake said, Ghostbusters is more than just a funny movie. Right. You've got the mythology. You've got the whole.
4: Aspect and he just not firing. He, he's he, playing around with it, but he's not in that. Like he, that's what it felt yeah. like to me. He's playing around in this universe, but yeah. he's not actually in it. He doesn't doesn't get it necessarily. I just
3: think he's like yeah, he's focused on. He's a one trick pony. Yeah, he's focused on the funny. <laughs> And it's like he, he doesn't know how to uh, to make a
2: great story, right? Yeah. a great story with all the emotions. I agree. There was one moment. It was like when they go to do their first bust and the, the mannequins are coming to life. And yeah. I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of scary. Yeah. And then we get right to the fucking monster demon and the fucking yeah. concert. And I was like, ah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It busts out of that mannequin. Yeah. That's when
4: it all goes to shit. Pretty much, in my opinion. I think it was okay up until that point.
3: Nah, it was, I had a lot of issues even before before that. I did not like this movie. I I was actually... There, there was times in the theater where I was actually getting depressed. <laughs> oh, jeez. When I went home, I <laughs> wanted to watch Ghostbusters to, mm-hmm. as a palate cleanser yeah. to this pile of shit. Yeah. Because I absolutely hated this. I hated this movie. I hated the characters. I hated Hemsworth. I hated them all. Mm. I thought everybody was awful. Um, th- there were like one or two little moments yeah. that I can take out of this and be like, Oh, I like that. But this is, I think Jake, you made a great, like if they could get, Phil Lord and Chris Miller to do the next Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. movie. That's a movie I want to see. Yeah, I don't see how they could fuck it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not at all. That's a movie I want to see. I would love to see. Like, Get Amy Schumer. Get like Jonah Hill. uh, Franco. Out of that group. Danny McBride. Get get that group of people. Yes. Get that people in there. Get uh, Charlie Day. Charlie Day, uh, could, fuck yeah. Charlie Day is the new Lewis. Fuck yes, Lewis Tolly. Yeah. Yes, Charlie Day is the new Lewis Tolly. You know, uh and who, who could you get? Is like, like you could get fucking just reboot it. Have them be those characters again. Fuck it. Why the fuck not? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, here's fucking Franco's
2: Venkman. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one pisses and moans about James Bond being James Bond yeah. for fifty straight movies, right? Right. So why can't these just be different actors yeah. cast in these Chris same Chris Pine
3: roles? is Captain Kirk. Fuck Right, it. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nothing's sacred anymore. Because
3: look at this. Listen, I watched fucking this 2016 version of Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing sacred with that.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it had a lot of attention because it wasn't all female cast. Yeah. But you don't – And and – I don't know if a male cast would have done any better under these circumstances. No 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 but what no. you're talking about
3: it has nothing to do it has nothing to do with the sex or the characters. Right. I think it, you could have had you could have had four guys in there under Paul It Fee, still would have been no I same. still I still would have hated this fucking thing. Right.
4: Movie. But what I'm saying is you have so many more options. Like you don't have to do all female, all male. Just fucking mix that shit up. Male, female, whatever the fuck you need to Trannies. do. Trannies, We D- could have yeah, some transsexuals. As long as they're fucking funny. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, and there's a good writer get behind them Get that him. fucking Arquette guy.
3: <laughs> gal.
4: <laughs> get that
3: Arquette. <laughs> David Arquette. Get get that Arquette Not uh, yeah. yeah not not David Arquette. <laughs> His uh, transsexual uh sister now. Oh yeah yeah. Not Patricia, they got the other Arquette Rosanna.
4: Is it Rosanna? No, it's not Rosanna. Rosanna Dana.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, so I want to see transsexual Ghostbusters. Yeah,
4: why the fuck not? As long as it's funny as shit and it's written well. Like, I mean, but that's not even the thing. It doesn't need to be funny as shit. Like, the first Ghostbusters wasn't necessarily like slap happy funny. It is funny as shit, but though. it's funny as hell in its yeah. own way because you have these. I, I don't know. I felt like they each brought their own personality to those characters, and I did not feel that in this. We have four funny ladies that I don't feel brought or were able to bring that to the table i also feel like
2: ghostbusters one is one of the most quotable movies in our lifetime yeah and I mean, this had none of that yeah. like what's the quotable line from this movie the power of patty compels you yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> say, say, say hello to my little friend uh, when did that happen uh, kate mckinnon says it right before she shoots the gun Oh wow, that's original and
3: funny. <laughs> I know. know. I de-
2: that was probably my biggest groan in the movie yeah. it was when I was like, oh, the Scarface.
3: One of the coolest things were the proton packs in the original, and like they took all the cool and fun out of those
2: in this one. Yeah. And even they- the trap didn't look cool anymore. No. It was like a big like fucking like submarine sandwich.
3: They it's-
4: didn't even talk about the smell. It's yeah. supposed to stink.
2: Yeah.
3: They
4: didn't even mention the stink. Yeah. Like, come on, talk about the stink. That's why Jay gave Jay gave it a low taste. <laughs> it could have been a tougher one. God way. damn it, if they would have just
3: mentioned the fucking stench. Coming off that fucking yeah. trap,
2: I would <laughs> give given it the goddamn pasty.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> How did
2: the movie have this many dead people in it and suck
4: so much? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I and yeah, I think I think the ghosts would have been better utilized very little until the big end. You know, instead of just like a fucking army of ghosts at the final. Fight. I
3: feel like I've dominated this. I feel like I do this a lot, and people, people hate it, that I dominate reviews with negativity when I don't like something. So, Jake, go ahead
2: and tell me what you loved about it. I just thought it was funny. I loved Kate McKinnon's character. I thought Kristen Wiig was great for the most part. Um, I, I thought the effects, it was a great effects-driven stuff. I really enjoyed the effects. Like, I thought the ghost looked really nice. Yeah, you saw it in the three. You know, I, I, to go back to what I was
3: saying, all those people that think I dominate these reviews and, t- you know, I, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. I never thought that you dominated. No, that's a good point. I've had people say that shit. Yeah. Like, ah, when Brian doesn't like something, he dominates the whole fucking review, and then, like, even if you guys liked it, it sounds like the whole fucking review's negative. (laughs) So, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah,
2: suck it. Fuck you. I'm not gonna gonna change. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think... I think it still came across that me and Jay didn't hate it. Right, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't Jay said the best. It's,
3: it's a low taste. teetering on a toss. It. Yeah. I, I, that's not pure. That's hatred. That's not total pure hatred. No, yeah. Yeah. Give me more concrete, though. <laughs> I need to hear. You know what I mean? I need. To, I can't hear this. You know, teetering.
4: Yeah. No. I, I so did low
3: taste yeah, it. Yeah.
4: Low tasted. I didn't hate it. Um. I, I think there was enough in it to where I wasn't like. Cringing during the whole movie Oh
3: god no, That was me
4: Yeah that was you You described
3: my experience
4: Right yeah. there Yeah <laughs> I like, was
3: not I was not cringing There was one time there, Honestly there was like One time I wanted to cry <laughs> yeah. I honestly like Wanted to right. cry Right I wasn't there I wanted to cry During the movie Yeah I felt so bad because I really looked forward to this movie. Mm-hmm. I
2: know. I, I love these actors It actresses. sucked. Like, we've defended this movie so hard. And it sucked to not come onto the show and be like, Tupperware. Yeah, where? but you know
3: what? The, the, the fucking easiest thing for me to fucking do yeah. is to come, it would be for me to fucking uh tuck – you know, fucking – uh Prove yourself right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I love this movie. I'm going to give it a high-tasted. Yeah. I've been saying how much I love this movie. I'm going to give it a high-tasted or a tasted or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't um, sound like
2: that would have been that easy.
3: <laughs> yeah but you know what it's like it's like I have been talking about this movie a lot and giving people a lot of shit for all this stuff because I don't think that people gave it a fair shot from the get go
2: no I, I really don't the majority didn't
3: a lot of the people and then they'll, they'll come back and they'll defend it and say oh it has nothing to do with the women I hated it after the first trailer no you hated it after the first announcement right. yeah you're gonna get I've, of- I, I've, I've read the internet yeah you hated it after the first announcement that there was gonna be ladies in this movie I loved that idea. I loved the director choice at the time. But you know what? When I saw it fully realized on the screen, I was like, Ghostbusters and Paul Feig do not mix. Right. They do not mix. That is oil and water. I mean, they just don't mix. And so, fuck it.
4: It's it's one thing to like the idea. And I think we were all on board with the idea of it. But to see it in action... It's it's our right to be like, well, that that wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah. on paper it sounded great. I yeah. mean,
2: we were we were champion, even Paul Feig being involved. Yeah, on, I was. on paper, yes. Like until we you know saw the finished product. Yeah,
3: and I'm not saying like, oh, Paul Feig should never work in the business ever again. No, no, no this I,
4: circumstance.
3: I'm just saying like, I don't want to see Paul Feig like take over another property that I love. You right. know, after this, it's like. Uh, I, I'd like to see him just do, like, these comedies, that he, these original comedies that he's been doing. I just don't think that he's suited
2: for doing uh, big-budget uh, properties of beloved characters and beloved he, franchises. Yeah, he's not good at building mythology on established things very well, so yeah, I, I if, agree with that. If
3: I want to hear, like, one-liner jokes, I mean, he might be okay in a Deadpool movie. Right. Yeah. Right. But even then.
2: Yeah.
3: But it's just like, no, Deadpool is just one-liner after one-liner. If he could get in the head of the character, he might be able to do something. Right. Yeah. But, like, I, I, not, not Ghostbusters.
4: Ghostbusters is supposed to be a universally accepted property. And when, when you have a guy that has it, he's bringing his own shit to it, and he expects everyone else to get on board with it. Like, he's bringing his own sensibilities, his own humor but it's not universal. Like, Ghostbusters, universally, everyone finds it funny, for the most part. Right. But with this one, it's, it's his sense of humor. It's his sensibility. It doesn't work well in that medium. I think how he approached this movie was, okay, Ghostbusters. Okay, For
3: Ghostbusters, all ladies. Okay, check. Proton packs, check. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Firehouse. Okay, I'm gonna do something different with that. But check. All
2: right. <laughs> Someone
3: getting slimed. Slimed. Someone getting slimed. Check. He took all like the, the like the big mm-hmm. like uh, bullet holes. Like the basic these are, components. These are things yeah. that make up Ghostbusters. Yeah. He took that. He took those. And but then what he did was like now how can I insert all my jokes right. into that? Yeah, yeah. So he had that outline, and then he worked his jokes around everything in there. Absolutely. So the jokes were the number one priority in this. Yeah, I agree. And the the side dressing was the Ghostbusters. Right. The story did not come first. Paul Feig and Katie Dippold, they're... Humor came first, and that's where this movie suffers because you don't flesh out the characters when it's rapid-fire, rapid-fire jokes. Yeah, I
2: agree with your checklist theory. It's the same government people trying to stop them. Check. Yes. But they didn't bother to make yes. any of that funny or right. like, you oh, didn't even care that that was happening.
3: Here's the Ecto One, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these things, right? Yeah, Slimer, check. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
5: exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: All right, so that's Ghostbusters, guys. Ghostbusters. I, I, I don't want there to be a sequel. I'm not going to get on you if you do want there to be a sequel. I just want to know, like, would you would you want to see what they can do in the next one? We know that they're going to that they're trying to get Zool. Would you like to see a second one?
4: Uh, I personally don't care. I, I, I don't need it. If it doesn't happen, I'll be fine. If it does happen, I'll go. I'll go see it and see what they do with it. I'll go see a second one.
2: Yeah. Maybe maybe they can step it up with the second one. Maybe that they've now that they've got the mythology like somewhat laid out, they can just do a little bit better with the second one. Yeah. So I'd, I'd go see it. So we did get Ecto Cooler out of this movie, though. So I'm <laughs>
4: yeah, happy for that. The best thing that happened from it. Yeah, too. we we
2: were drinking the Ecto
3: Cooler.
2: <laughs> yes. So I tupperware the Ecto Cooler.
3: <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we, this week uh, we are also talking about the Suicide Squad set visits. Mm. Uh, we have uh, Star Wars celebration news. We're gonna have a little bit of good pop, bad pop. I've got a couple new stories, but uh, we'll be back in in, in a moment. I. Hey, did you you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to give some money, hard-earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, money's burning a hole in my pocket where can I where do I put all this money I'll just give it to three dicks yeah if that was your thought process this morning number one there's something wrong with you number two pop culture leftovers has started a patreon where you can donate to our show it's really simple go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftovers starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's 12 dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that. that would be amazing is that gonna happen <laughs> no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you could get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon oh well, wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit aren't you you gotta have more don't you all the time more with you uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right, we get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> uh, there's all, hey hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me, on a brand new podcast that i'll launch uh this is our masochist reward level you really have to be in order to want to podcast with me so check out all the rewards on patreon.com that's spelled dot ncom forward slash pop culture leftovers some of the rewards are limited not that i'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this patreon Alright, hey, we're
2: back. That was a long break. <laughs> that was the longest break I We think took a ever journey.
3: Taking.
2: Yeah, we went to a couple poke stops. Yes, we did. Yeah. All Got- that work, Brian still has zero balls. That's <laughs> true. I picked up like maybe six or seven
3: balls and then I encountered uh, a very stubborn pidgey. <laughs> I even fed the fucker raspberries. <laughs> yeah, you raspberryed him. You, won. you got him eventually. With, I did, with your yeah. last ball. No, I like left. I like ran. And yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm wasting too many. And then I was like, no, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. And then I went back into the battle and threw another raspberry at him and tossed a ball. And then I, I used my last ball. Got him. But I got him. Gotcha that motherfucker yeah put him in the candy grinder all right yeah we were gone for probably about 45 minutes (laughs) playing pokemon that's awesome all right guys it's now time for Good good pop bad pop
1: it's
3: time for more leftover reviews with good pop bad pop good pop bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read sometimes we rate these things i didn't even play our rating system earlier (laughs) i'll play it now
1: (laughs) the rating system is simple if the leftovers don't like something they toss it if they do like something they suggest you taste it and if it's brilliant it gets a tupperware rating if all the leftovers love it, then it gets to the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party.
3: So our Ghostbusters review for all of our new listeners made no sense at all. <laughs>
2: at least we didn't use the word Tupperware. That would have been really confusing. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs>
3: all right. So, yeah, Toss It sounds like it, like we hated it. Mm-hmm. In Taste It
2: sounds like, yeah, Tupperware would really fucked them up. Yeah, yeah I think they yeah. could have figured it out with the context clues. Oh,
3: no. We'll, we'll hear about it in the iTunes reviews.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? They're going to low taste it? Yeah,
4: what are, what are you talking about? They look? didn't clarify.
3: Yeah. <laughs> fuck these guys one star. All right, guys. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have one of you guys start good pop, bad pop this week for me because uh, I'm, I'm on a Pokemon high. Right now. Pokemon. I can't, I can't even concentrate on this week's episode. <laughs> I keep right. thinking about ratatets and pidgeys oh, and me too. Spearows.
2: And, oh. I did not watch shit this week. Man. I watched I watched watched the first episode of that, what is it called? Stranger... Stranger Things. Stranger Things, and I watched a couple of Lord of the Rings movies, and other than that, all I've done is played Pokemon fucking Go. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna be good pop, bad pop. Every,
3: every fucking week, good pop, bad pop is gonna be like, you know what? I didn't do anything this week. <laughs> Next week,
2: Jay's gonna be like, Voltron what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And I and I figured we'd like wait to talk. Like just right off the bat, I watched the first episode of Stranger Things. Yeah. And it was a high taste it for me. Okay. Real eighties throwback feel to it. Like is that
3: the Winona Ryder movie? Yes. To that yes. Show.
2: Yeah. I Did really you watch enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Super intrigued. If, if it wasn't for this fucking Pokemon Go game, I'd have watched all. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched all eight episodes already. Uh, plan on having watched all eight episodes by next episode.
4: Okay, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll just talk about the first episode. I've seen three of them. Um, it is a fucking Tupperware for me. I mm-hmm. fuck This show, everybody should be... Are, I, we, I almost, are, we, are we jumping back into Voltron? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no watched no, three episodes, up. though. I, no, I did
3: watch three episodes. I know, but no, this is the thing. It's and like, they are an hour long apiece. Okay. <laughs> it's just like uh, three episodes Tupperwares. No,
4: guys, I almost texted you guys last night. Yeah. It, it was the first night I had time to watch anything, and I watched three episodes. Okay. I was up to like three in the morning, and I almost texted you guys to spoil... You know how much I fucking love this show. Mm. So I'm not gonna spoil anything till we've all watched it. Yeah. But for me, Total Tupperware, even three episodes in, it's yeah, a total Tupperware. I might be cutting
2: into my Pokemon Go <laughs> I know,
4: I know. It's only eight episodes. I yeah. was glad to see that. Yeah. I
3: know. Tomorrow's Sunday, and I've like planned my entire day for Pokemon Go. You yeah. can get them
2: all watched if you start on like Thursday. Okay. Alright.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, I am going to watch them all by next episode for sure. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to do it this episode. I didn't have fucking time. I don't want to spoil anything by like giving you details. Yeah. I want you to go in fresh.
3: Honestly, you could. Like, honestly, no next week if after I've watched like no none of the episodes (laughs) I will just sit here and play Pokemon (laughs) I'll like I'll light one of those little incense burners while you guys (laughs) and not pay any attention yeah I won't like oh you're spoiling everything I'm not here to goddamn thing all right you
2: guys got a half an hour to talk about whatever you want (laughs) I I just caught my sixth Bulbasaur so it's like
4: oh shit you got a call sorry guys Uh, but yeah I absolutely fucking love this uh total tupperware so far it's so. got
2: a great mystery feel to it like i really want to know like what the fuck is going on with a lot of shit yeah so I, I cannot wait to see
4: the more. sci-fi element mixed with the 80s like the most 80s show i've ever seen since the 80s the most like dead on like this is the 80s they fucking encapsulated it yeah the sure. music the music is oh, amazing the music is killer
3: yeah. I can't... I, I want you to watch it so bad. But yeah. The I, only music I'm hearing right now is the music within the game of Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah.
2: I own that music all
3: the <laughs> time. <laughs> 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 this show is
4: over. The whole show is over because of Pokemon. <laughs> it's ruined.
3: It's ruined. You guys have ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about a movie that I had first heard of from our listener, Dan Hunter. He, he actually emailed us about this movie. What movie? Uh, it's called Deathgasm. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember that. This No, it's... Jay this is not what <laughs> Jay's not This is not what you do when you're not playing <laughs> Pokemon
2: Go right. Jay, Jay's seen that has that movie all the time
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. so busy Jake's like Jay's like I'm living it <laughs> yeah.
2: Is it, is it a autobiography about Jay?
3: Every gasm
4: is a death gasm.
3: <laughs> is that on Netflix? I it's think I saw it. now available on Netflix. Mm. It's, a, it's a movie. It's from New Zealand. It's about two teenage boys. Uh, yeah, here's the synopsis. Um, it's, a, uh, it's about two teenage boys unwittingly summon an ancient evil entity known as the Blind One by delving into black magic while trying to escape their mundane lives. Uh, basically, these guys, they find this music sheet um that if you play these chords it it summons this evil entity Mm -hmm. uh and i think uh anyone uh that was like in the vicinity of hearing the song actually turns into like uh like they kind of get like turn into like a demon host i love plots like that it's like why do
2: you keep doing that over and over again
3: (laughs) so they're kind of (laughs) like minions for this demon um but that doesn't that doesn't really matter. I mean, this it's a very basic plot mm-hmm. that this movie has. Uh, our main character, his name's Brody. Uh, he now he moves. Something happened with his parents. I totally missed what happened with his parents. <laughs> like maybe they died or something. What are you playing know. Pokemon? Looking at?
5: <laughs> Pokedex. I, I, was
3: looking, I was looking at my Pokemon index at that time. <laughs> i can't really give a fair rating to this movie either i i didn't really pay attention so
4: many distractions yeah oh shit a Pidgey.
3: (laughs) now um, let's hey let's get on track (laughs) god damn it get on track uh so brody he he lives uh, for some reason or another he's living with his aunt and his uncle uh who are very religious um, and they don't like him because he he's into, like, metal, heavy metal. And, he, mm. you know, he dresses, like, all heavy metal and shit. Yeah. And, and uh, he'll play it. And, like, as soon as he moves in his room, he starts throwing up, like, heavy metal posters and shit. And, like, as soon as his uncle walks in, he gets scared and walks out. <laughs> um, so they treat this kid like shit. Um, this is like, this, this is, it's like a heavy metal version of Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, that sounds intriguing. Even to the extent, like he's even bullied by his own cousin. Oh, jeez. Uh, he meets this other metalhead. his name's Zach, and they become friends. Uh, he starts to get close to his cousin's hot girlfriend. That's fun. Like I said, the, it, some of this stuff's been done before. Mm-hmm. It's very much so like, uh, army of darkness type horror uh, also uh, tucker and dale versus evil type horror yeah. you're really selling me on this uh,
4: <laughs> no, i'm serious yeah no yeah
3: um the effects look the same like you know even like the the villains like the demons that they fight are very much like right out of evil dead okay um but uh, and it has tons of gore tons of humor um you get this amazing battle against demons fighting these two metal heads um they're armed with gigantic dildos. <laughs> That's the... And they find... Oh, I'm not going to give it away. Um, there's also slow motion shots of demons getting whacked in the head with dildos. <laughs> wow. Nice. Um, now, you're, now it's right up Jay's alley. <laughs>
4: yeah, this is the perfect show. It, no, it's
3: it's it's funny. It's done well. You get to see these huge rubber cocks just jacking <laughs> these demons in the face. One of them gets like a dildo shoved through his fucking head. It's It's great. Um but once the demons are summoned this movie gets really fun. You get to see like how they equip themselves. Uh you know one one guy uses like a weed whacker with like barbed wire at the tip of it and it's spinning around and like they equip themselves to fight these demons. Oh, There's cool. a badass chick with an axe in there. Nice. Sounds um, like a real Dead Alive feel too. Yeah, man. It's I give this a tupperware. Dan Hunter was right about this. Not about Halloween 3, but yeah. he was right about this. <laughs> All right.
2: Even a broken clock is right twice a day.
3: <laughs> no, that's reserved for Scott shooting Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, but I, I want to thank Scott Schutte for the videos he's been sending. He sent how to smoke a cigar, <laughs> and then he also said the, the Pokemon rant. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're not on our Facebook page, you need to get on there because that's where I posted these videos. They're hilarious. So
2: thank you, Scott. That yeah, subscribe good. to Scott on YouTube. I'm yeah, sure more subscribe. will come.
3: Um, now I'm gonna talk about something else real quick. I've got two other things. Okay. Uh I wanted to, I, Jay, I wanna let you know, sir. I did finish Bloodline. Oh, okay. I loved it. I, I did, but I, I don't feel I don't feel like it was as good as the first season. Really? Um right. I think the way it I I, th- I thought I, and I thought they missed the mark with one character. I thought I thought everybody was great. I thought Kyle Chandler was fantastic. Linda Carlini was great. But I think the sibling that they really fucked up on was Kevin this Really? Season. Really? I really feel that they kind of screwed up with Kevin. I think, like, his turn came out of nowhere. I know his life was going down the drain or whatever there for a while. He was even going to those meetings. Yeah. And then, like, he started to get – like, he started to lean on that one guy, started to talk to him for help. And then, like, out of nowhere, it felt like he snapped.
4: True, and true. And it, it
3: just felt like I, – I felt like – his character, the way his character ended this season, it just felt kind of like out of character from like everything that they showed of his character before that, like him go- finally going to these meetings and and talking in front of people. I felt like he's really changing, right? And then something just snapped within him, and I didn't feel like it was in his character to do what he did there. I felt like <sighs> yeah. if that's going to happen, that was going to happen from Kyle Chandler's character, right? And it right. just it didn't it just didn't. I didn't see, like, why he reacted the way he did at the end. Yeah. But I I still give the season a Tupperware. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, it's so good. Uh, The the, the kid that plays uh, Danny's son is fantastic. Yeah. I never did get really turned around on on um, Bo Bridges' character. It was just right. I, I, I understand his place in this, but I, I didn't feel like they needed to get Bo Bridges to play that. You were part. distracted the entire I way. Was, huh? he, I was.
4: He is out of place. Yeah, it, it's, it,
3: the character's not. It's just the but fact him. that yeah. my it's my problem. Right. That's my. And if you might not have that problem watching this. Yeah, you can be like, oh, that was a great performance. But I just kept watching it and being like, that's Bo Bridges. Right. That's Bo Bridges. (laughs) That's one of the Baker boys. Right. He's he's fabulous. (laughs) I just – that was my problem right? as the viewer. Like, and anybody else watching it, they might not have that problem. God,
4: man, you you always turn me around on this shit because, like, Kevin was my focal point. Mm -hmm. um, And now I can see why that does – that could be jarring. Yeah. Like, but – I'd have to watch it again to that exactly to experience. If it. I
3: watch it again, maybe if I watch it again, maybe I would be like, oh, okay, now I understand why Kevin's making these decisions, right? But maybe I was following the character differently than you were.
4: Yeah, no, but I, I <clears throat> totally agree that it would have made more sense for for Kyle to be the guy that yeah. Did did what happened?
3: Yeah, but see, then 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 you're running into the same problem of like, okay, that's how he solves everything, right? Because he did it the first season, right? And so that you're running into that problem. Maybe maybe the the sister could have done that.
4: Yeah, um, and I, and I, I, I did I did almost think that she might have yeah. at some point been the one that that snapped. It was just weird though, yeah.
3: like that whole scene of like what happened, and then she walks in. Excuse me, I belched. <laughs> 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 she walks in, and then um sees what he did, and she's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just weird that Kevin did that. Yeah. I don't know, man.
4: (sighs) Yeah, especially after the talk that they all have towards the end, and Kevin is the one that's like, you know, he's the one that's firm on, he seems firm on who he is and where he's going, and everything that led up to that point totally makes sense. Yeah. So I, I didn't even think about that. I think it was just so... I was just so in the moment that I didn't even think about Kevin's story up until that point. Yeah. But now that makes that makes a lot of fucking sense. So. Man,
3: Kevin's wife is a great woman. She, For she's her a to saint. Stick with this guy. I mean, giving him a second chance. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and. She needs to get out of that, right? Right. But you know, it's it's so, it's so fucked up. Like, the, like, like y- y- you. It's kind of like Jake. It's kind of fucked up because it's kind of like Game of Thrones. Like, there's really nobody that you're rooting for. That's like core character.
2: It's a real scummy family.
3: Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. Like even Sissy Spacek, the mother.
4: Oh, she's, she's horrible. She
3: fucked those kids
4: up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
3: the dad fucked them up. Yeah, and 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 like you know, we're seeing like how Danny fucked his kid up. Yeah, you know. Like the whole restaurant oh, yeah. and everything, yeah. we're seeing. But like, but the like you're looking at like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Obannon's sister. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's fantastic, and she's getting manipulated by this family. She is. Yeah. She's always getting manipulated by them. And then of course Kevin's wife. You're just like, here she is. This poor woman. She's trusting this guy. And look what he's doing, yeah. he, you know, using drugs and drinking, drinking and yeah. fucking, and and not telling her the truth and lying. He's all the got time.
4: Danny's kid under his wing, yeah. and he's still fucking it up, yeah. you know. And yeah. you would think that, like, you would definitely protect that kid at this point, point. Mm-hmm. and he is in charge of that kid at this point, and he yeah. does, he doesn't. He doesn't. What's give fucked a shit. up
3: about this though, Jake, is it's like you know what these characters have done from the previous season, yeah, and you still sometimes find yourself just like in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. rooting for them to get yeah. out of these situations. It's so fucked up. It's because, like, I've seen Jamie Lannister do some fucked up shit, push yeah. kids out of windows and shit. But then, like, here I am, rooting for him again. Yeah, right? exactly. I've seen him fuck his sister. It's fucked up, man. And you see the same thing. Like, there's times where Kyle Chandler's getting real close to fucking... Getting it all fucked up and you're kinda like part of you is like wanting the story. You're not rooting for the guy really. You just want to you want the story to keep going. Yeah. You want him to cover up all these lies so the story can keep going and building up. Mm-hmm. And it's a great show, man. It's yeah. so good. And it was great to see Ben Mendelson come back this oh, season. Fuck so yeah,
4: that was so good. Such a good use yeah. of him. Yeah. Like
3: I said, like my only main problem was like the whole Kevin issue yeah, at yeah. the end. I just felt like it came out of nowhere.
4: Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes yeah. sense. And and uh, upon the second viewing, I might see that yeah. too. But yeah. yeah, he he was the character that I felt the mo the most sympathy for, and that I was rooting for the most. Yeah. And when that happened, I was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah, because I I thought Kevin's
3: character was going to go one way, and yeah. he went
4: another way. <laughs> yeah, and he did. It it did shock
3: me, but I just it, I just didn't feel
4: the payoff. But that's going to set up a whole huge story in the in the oh, third season. Oh yeah. So Oh yeah. That'll be oh, yeah. interesting. Thing. I hope we're getting a third season. Oh, uh, I think I think we will. Yeah. I hope so. What else you guys got anything else? No, that that was it for me Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got you shit. Got, done. Po- yeah.
3: <laughs> you Guys want to take another break, break and play some Pokemon? Yeah. 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 Kidding. Aww. All right guys, <laughs> we're going to be moving on to the pop culture leftovers news. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 read all about it. It's the list of the news and this no about it. This news is gangsta as Fuck yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo.
3: News this week. Pokemon Go is still awesome. (laughs)
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Apparently.
3: I was thinking about it during that whole bumper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next week, is San Diego Comic-Con and Star Trek Beyond is coming out next week, too. So we're going to be talking about those two things. Probably going to break it up into two episodes. Yeah,
2: yeah, that'll dominate the podcast. uh,
3: But I wanted to talk a little bit of Star Trek uh, news this week. So so far, the reception that I'm hearing from people that have seen the movie, uh, from the critics uh, that have seen Beyond, they say it's pretty good yeah I've seen I've seen a mixed bag. Oh well, you' you're gonna get that but the majority of what I've been seeing is good.
2: yeah I've seen a lot of Simon Simon Pegg didn't do a great screenplay yeah hmm. that it feels like a workplace comedy and not much like a Star Trek science fiction movie.
3: I guess it's just like what's
2: sticking out to me is the fact that it that some people are liking it
3: yeah and that that's that makes
2: me feel like it could be okay then yeah I'm I'm so excited to see this movie. I see its trailer before every movie I fucking see. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this trailer to be fucking gone.
3: <laughs> you say that about about uh,
2: three or four movies every year. I think Inter- is... Ste-
3: Interstellar was one of those movies. Oh, that was one of those Jake, movies. Yeah, Jake, had, he had, had it up to here <laughs>
2: <laughs> with the Interstellar trailers. Oh, I've seen too many of you those. Know, I'm done. If I have to hear that Rihanna song one more fucking time from that <laughs> no, Star Trek movie. When
3: the amount of the times that you've seen the trailer yeah. add up to the actual length of the movie. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I, they have for the fucking Star Trek. It's, yeah, I am telling Jay, I can go see a fucking and independent they, romantic comedy, yeah. and they'll show a fucking Star
3: Trek trailer before it. I can't believe they're still showing the first trailer in theaters. Uh,
2: it drives me
3: they nuts. They barely show the second trailer. The second trailer, which I think is better, Ugh. which should have been the first trailer, right? But like, they still keep showing the first trailer in theaters. I'm just like, this trailer's been out for fucking ever. Why are you still showing the first trailer? <laughs>
2: uh, the other, the other movie I want to come out is that fucking Marky Mark oil rig movie. Oh god! Like, yeah. I hope that oil rig fucking kills him. <laughs> I hope his family never sees him again. (laughs) I'm so sick of that fucking trailer. What's the little
3: girl talking about daddy and the dinosaurs? Yeah.
2: Yes, that's the one. Doing the experiment with the soda can. Oh, the soda's getting all over the place. Oh, Oh, no. Bring me back back a rock for show and tell, daddy. I hope you don't die. (laughs) It <laughs>
4: sounds terrible. Oh you haven't seen this? Oh I have seen Oh, it. yeah. I was just out of not pocket. as many times as you have seen it apparently but oh. the,
3: this, the reason I bring up Star Trek and not that fucking horrible oil movie. <laughs> I wanted to mention this Chris Mance of uh, Access Hollywood he spoke with JJ Abrams and he tweeted this, Breaking JJ Abrams confirms to me that a fourth Star Trek movie will bring Chris Pine will bring together Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth.
4: Oh, wow. Wow.
3: That might be cool. So we learned a lot from this. Uh, number one, Abrams is planning a fourth uh, film, not directing, producing. Right, yeah. right. Uh, and somehow Chris Hemsworth, uh, who plays Chris Pine's father in the first film, if you didn't remember that, mm-hmm. will be in Star Trek four if it does get made. So I – you know what? We're talking about Star Trek. We're talking about a movie that has brought in different time streams. I don't think they're saying this because, oh, we're going to be watching flashback scenes of his dad. Right. No. OK? I think he's going to meet his father somehow through time and space. Right.
2: Right. I agree. In the original movie, Star Trek IV is the one where they go back in time Mm -hmm. and they go to planet Earth back in time. So, even, anything like that can well, happen. Well, we've seen Star Trek Generations where Captain Picard meets Captain Kirk. Yeah, even in Star Trek 1, we saw both fucking Spocks meet each other. Oh, yeah, that's true.
3: Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. this
2: isn't unprecedented. Yeah. Hmm. So, should be
3: interesting. I think that, I think, well, Chris Hemsworth was not the actor that he, this is before he landed the Thor role when yeah, he did that yeah. first film. So It was
2: very much just a cameo role. Wasn't Winona Ryder um,
3: Kirk's she was mom? The, she was Spock's mom. Spock's mom, okay. Yeah. She was Spock's mom. So remember they tried to beam her up
2: and oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, couldn't yeah. lock onto her. So that <laughs> is right. Yeah, I'm excited to see Star Trek Three though. Like legitimately. I can't wait to see what's going on. I hope it erases the stink of Star, Star Trek Two. I can't say that I'm excited. I think the last one really
3: burned me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love Star Trek, the first film. Mm, I yeah, Tupperware all day. And I, that second one really burned me. I mean, I tasted it when we reviewed it. Mm-hmm. So did I. I but believe. I toss it upon. You know, a, I haven't even watched it a second time. I own it. It's still in the packaging. Yeah, yeah. I have not watched it a second time either. Uh, but it's it was it's upsetting looking back at that movie. How good the first one was, and I you know it's like uh, this third one. The, the, the first trailer I thought was awful. The second trailer I thought was better. But there's still nothing in it where it's like I'm
2: really excited to watch this one. Yeah, I hear you. I'm more excited for the new TV show. Oh, I'm super excited for the new TV show. Yeah. So. Does it have a title yet? Ooh. I don't think so. Uh, or am I crazy? I could... Uh, they showed the logo
3: for it. Yeah. But I don't know if they gave it a title yet. Yeah. I'm either. sure we'll get that. Let's, let's pause and look it up. All right. Pa- <laughs> I don't, I don't want to fucking get... I don't want... 20 people tweeting me <laughs> about fucking the title of that fucking show. So we're going to pause. God damn it. Why did you even bring it up? Why couldn't you just say, God, I remember the title for that. It was amazing. I love that title. <laughs> now I'm going to get – I got fucking – I got – yeah, I got uh, fucking 20 people frantically can't wait to tweet me the goddamn title of this fucking CB show. Ooh. <laughs> PC leftovers.
5: Yeah. Eh.
3: Just in case you guys haven't been told, the title for this is... Please read my
4: email on uh, live. It doesn't have a title yet.
3: (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. It's probably going to be called Star Trek Helicopter Mom or Helicopter Parent or whatever it was.
2: (laughs) Star Trek Francis Scott Key. Oh, God.
3: Oh, God.
2: Unbelievable. I got a
3: listener. We talked about we, we, we talked about Francis Scott Key. What was it? like four fucking months ago? Yeah,
2: if not more. I
3: get an email like a week ago, and this guy's like, "You need to get your facts straight on Francis Scott Key. <laughs> you need to apologize to all your listeners. Oh my God. Christ, dude. It, you know, it's like, if, if you're coming to pop culture leftovers for your historical news,
2: yeah. what the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, that's like going to South Park for your yeah. politics. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Get the fuck out of here.
3: All right. Yeah, true story. And it was like four, it wasn't like even after the episode played, it was like four fucking months later. Right?
2: Yeah. Or if you would just listen to the next episode where we fucking like... Yeah, said we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All
3: right, guys, let's move on to DC News.
1: Last night, Batman
5: destroyed
1: my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit.
3: Might as well destroy DC News. We already destroyed history. (laughs) Time to destroy DC News. What else can we destroy? All right, guys. Uh, we all through, all we're going to be talking about for DC news this week is the Suicide Squad set visits. Yeah, um, we learned a lot about the Suicide Squad movie because of these set visits that happened. They actually happened last year in July of 2015. Now, there's an embargo with the media uh, when they do these set visits, and they take notes and they and, and all these things, but they have to hold on to them for a
2: whole fucking year. Mm-hmm. And uh, unlike Justice League, where they had to do them right away to prove to people that we were not going to be a giant shit pile again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that needed to be done though.
3: Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, people were worried about these reshoots. Remember the reshoots they talked about for Suicide yeah. Squad? Mm-hmm. We got these reshoots because we need to make the film funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and uh, we even mentioned like this on our show before. Yeah. Uh, but to come to find out, last year in July of 2015. David Ayer during the Suicide Squad set visits, actually when the media was in attendance, he said that this movie is going to have more humor than other DC movies. Right. Mm-hmm. shoots
2: had nothing to do with that. Every movie has reshoots. I mean, we went through this with the start with the Star yeah. Wars Episode Eight stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all movies have reshoots. It's you- except for Ghostbusters because they got four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. They didn't need to come back. They can they can release the sequel with just footage they have exactly. <laughs> Uh, we also found out that Dave, David Ayer
3: has been has been given total control of over this film. Um, David Ayer talked uh, to Collider, yeah. So any, any, David Ayer total control of the film.
2: Oh, nice! I would have made Batman a total fucking dickhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just fuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, great comment. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Thanks for adding. that. Well, I'm. Just, I basically, I'm just saying that's a lot of trust in David Ayer. I mean, they're giving him total control over huge players in the DC movie franchise, like mm-hmm. the Joker, Batman, Harley Quinn. I mean, it's one thing, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you can have complete control over these people that no one fucking knows. Yeah. But it's it's more. It's like. It's more than just Deadshot and Killer Croc and Katana. I, think, I also
3: think this is like before – like this is Warner Brothers and they they, they say we're the filmmaker studio. Mm-hmm. And this is also before like the bad reception of Batman v. Superman. Yeah. I'm not saying like all the reception was bad, but like it was bad enough to where they had to have a Justice League set visit where they release everything immediately afterwards, like three, day af- three mm-hmm. days afterwards. Right. So it's like – is bad enough to do that. I, this is before that time, so I, I think with them being the calling themselves the filmmaker studio, that yeah,
2: they're going to give David Ayer complete control over the you know the characters and everything. Yeah, that was really what my joke was insinuating. That it's like the Joker, you know, that he's going to be a big player in more than yeah, just the Suicide just, Squad just movie.
3: Bad way to tell that joke. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Like, I would Like admit. out of nowhere, like a, but make Batman a dick. And I was like, <laughs> where are you going man? Alright, break the- Break the- Well I'm just saying it would be a bad idea to give me complete creative control <laughs> if I were to make a movie. You didn't want to put a leash on my ass because yeah, I would fuck that shit up. Okay. <laughs> Next time, say that. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I thought it went without, there was
2: no lead in. I thought it went without saying that you wouldn't want to give me complete control over any DC franchise. That's <laughs> <it's>
3: true. <laughs> All right.
2: David Ayer, he then uh, he talked to Clyder about
3: Batman, uh, his role in the film, and here's what he said. I'm gonna make Batman a <laughs> he
2: did. I saw where this one was definitely I didn't <laughs> did
3: no, You I- stole my
4: idea. Fuck right,
3: David Ayer. <laughs> David Ayer. No, he did talk to Collider. He did talk about Batman's role in the film. This is this is his actual quotes.
2: He's gonna be a huge dickhead. <laughs> I did not see it coming the second time, there. no
3: he goes on to say all the Batman movies have been from Batman's point of view he's the good guy he's the hero of his own movie in all the movies we've seen what if I make him a
2: huge dick (laughs) (laughs) and that's how everyone else sees him I'm sure (laughs) okay seriously
3: this time for real this is what he says all of the Batman movies have been from Batman's point of view He's the good guy. He's the hero of his own movie in all the movies we've seen. If you look at what Bruce Wayne has done in creating the Batman persona, his idea was to terrorize criminals. It's sort of psychological warfare against criminals. This wraith that comes in the night and attacks and pulls criminals from society. For the first time, <clears throat> we're seeing Batman from the point of view of the criminals, and he's freaking scary. Hmm. And a big dick. That
4: sounds fucking cool as hell That sounds fucking cool as hell How oh, is this mine? Yeah, you can have that oh, you can Get a cold, cold one is this if you yours? want Yeah, go ahead
3: man. No, you take that No, that's yours, bro right. uh, okay, I got an ecot- Get a cooler. cold one if you want <laughs> It's
2: cold Okay, cool
4: But I-, I think that's fucking genius Is this like, like, is this like, is it like Ecto-cooler
3: is like is it like, is it like Slimer piss? Yes Like when Slimer takes a yes, piss? Yes, it's this Slimer is slime
4: is, piss Okay What about female Slimer? It's good though uh, I don't, I mean, Where's see, the this, female?
2: There slimer. was no female Slimer when we were kids. And Ecto Cooler's been around that long. True. So I think it's just that would be like new Ecto Cooler. New, new.
3: Was there a female Slimer in the cartoon?
2: No, no. Okay. I think some, maybe Slimer like pulled a Bugs buddy sometimes and like put a wig on.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, <that's> possible. <laughs>
2: does he like? Okay, so like if they fuck,
3: mm-hmm. like how's that going down? Mm. Like is he no? Like how does he fuck? do uh, is he <laughs> mounting her like a dog? Mm. Or is he like, or you know what I mean? Oh, they're like smushing together. Yeah,
4: yeah. That's that's probably more accurate. Yeah, kind of a smushing motion.
2: Yeah, like they like combine together into yeah. one big globulous. Just look like two giant pieces of snot, fucking <laughs> 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 going at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're talking about this crap. <laughs> All right,
4: no, I talked about Batman. I, I think that's a genius. I, I I love his perspective on that, and it's like, why hasn't anyone else done this yet? And I guess this is the vehicle. You, know, this you can't, is, you can't, you can't do
3: it in any uh, every other movie that we've had Batman in, except for except for Batman v Superman. It's been Batman's movie. Yeah, like, they can do this maybe in a cartoon because they they kind of did it in the Suicide Squad cartoon,
4: right? Yeah,
2: uh,
3: the animated movie that came out. But as far as the films go,
4: yeah, they haven't done this. No, yet. It's, it's such a great idea. And I, I wonder how that's going to affect his character going forward. I wonder if this changes things for how they're going to write him yeah. from now on. Because this, this is a different cinematic Batman than we will ever have seen at this point. So it's a huge it's a huge deal. I say give him more guns. Yeah, yeah, shoot hold on, hold on. Okay. the shit out of everybody. Give him
2: more guns and make him a dick.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. It's still Affleck, right? I mean, that's totally believable that he'd be a giant dick. Didn't yeah. we just turn him into Deadpool? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. what we did? We just turn Batman into Deadpool? <laughs> yeah. He just
2: needs a katana
3: blade at this but
4: point. But he's he's not even the draw for me of this movie. But I think that's a huge plus. Who, what
3: is the draw for you in this movie?
4: Uh, I, the villains. I mean, I, Joker. I, yeah, the Joker yeah. mainly is yeah. Yeah. is yeah. the fucking draw, yeah. and and I think this is a huge fucking plus. And on Harley. top of them, Harley. I yeah. feel like
2: the draw is the to me the actual Suicide Squad team. Like I guess they're the intact. how they
3: act together. Yeah, yeah, seeing and- them. For me it's the like for me the actual draw I think is is joker for some reason for me the wild card because it's like what is he going to bring to the table yeah like he like i've seen all these other clips of like the squad together i've seen tons of these tv trailers like these tv trailers are like crazy they're showing a ton of them i'm seeing new footage and everything yeah but like everything from what i'm hearing and we're (laughs) going to talk more about the joker from these set visits but like everything i'm hearing from the joker is like wow this could either turn out really awesome or be a train wreck, right? Mm. And it's like, man, I I, I want to see this Joker. Like that's like when I watch this movie, that's what I want to see. Right. I, I want to be able to leave the theater and be like, you know what? Did, i i love the joker or i hated the joker that's right. what i need to know i need to know about this joker going forward
2: i don't think you're alone in that i mean even i think the the studio recognizes that with the first thing you see is the logo tilting to the joker lap ah, right yeah like ah. the, they, they, ah. you know they, i think they know what's gonna put butts in yeah. seats yeah like that's a big deal for people yeah yeah, agreed. So I'm excited to see it too, but I am really excited to just see the chemistry between the team and Harley and Deadshot and Killer Croc and everybody. Yeah. I'm excited to see that.
3: Um, David Ayer, he talked about each individual character, and I want to give his quotes on some of these, and you guys can give me your thoughts as I read them. He talks about Amanda Waller. Uh, he says, As bad as she may be, I say the word bad because she's forcing people against their will She also has a very distinct point of view, and she's doing it for what, in her mind, is the right reason. You don't fuck with her, because the consequences are worse than what she was asking you to do. That's really the best thing I can say. Hmm.
2: Hmm. That's interesting.
3: I mean, it's crazy, because she thinks what she's doing is right, but like the way we're watching it, we're probably really enjoying the characters of the squad in the
2: squad yeah. and we'll look at it as Amanda Waller is like the villain right yeah you but know? at the end of the day like these characters to be put in this position right. in the first place is right. because they did very terrible things yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: right I yeah. think she's going about it the wrong way I'm looking at the Amanda Waller and I always have I've looked at her as a villain yeah Yeah. oh yeah and, absolutely and I will continue to probably do so in the films as well yeah uh, he goes he talks about Rick Flagg he says uh, Rick Flagg works for Amanda Waller which means he has has to do whatever Amanda Waller says not necessarily not necessarily an a level assignment on the surface but he's playing the parent to the class of clowns and the unruly kids and Joel plays it beautiful beautifully he's talking about Joel Kinnaman mm-hmm. uh, who was the RoboCop dude uh he has to be able to manage all those relationships and personalities and their energies and attitudes in a way that ultimately will get the job done which makes his job very
2: difficult. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of different people to manage, a lot of different personalities. Right. So he's got a almost harder job than Waller does. Waller just makes the yeah he makes the order. He's yeah. actually gotta execute the exactly. motherfucker with all these nutbags. Yeah, yeah. She's just you know uh
3: yeah, this you're the babysitter.
2: Yeah, have at it with <laughs> like a really unruly group of kids. Yeah, <laughs> must be
3: nice to just delegate and yeah.
2: you know, yeah. have somebody else do your shit. Yeah,
4: uh,
3: Katana. Uh, Katana. Have you guys? Uh, I'm telling mm-hmm. you one thing. Like, uh, out of all the character designs that I've seen mm-hmm. in the Suicide Squad, I think Katana looks the best. <laughs> the most accurate. The most accurate oh, to the fuck comic. Yeah. I think she looks fantastic. Fuck yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, Katana is is not into fighting for herself. That's the gy- gy- gyro ninja part. Hmm. I don't even... Whatever that means. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. It's for someone else. And when someone doesn't care about her own well-being, to kill someone else and to protect someone, that makes her the scariest one. Hmm. Trying, try fighting someone that doesn't care about what the outcome is for them. You know, you're going against someone who's going to give it all. To give it their all no matter how many times you shoot at them. That's why she's so badass. No fear basically. Yeah. Doesn't
2: matter. She didn't care if she gets a bruise or a cut or something bad happens to her.
3: I'm hearing the rumor and I might have brought it up in my notes later, but if I didn't I'll bring it up now. And we can talk about it more later if I did bring it up. But I hear she I hear she owes kind of like maybe she might owe a debt to mm. somebody. Okay. And so maybe like kind of like a life debt possibly. This is a rumor. But she's doing things, she's fighting And she's doing things that she normally wouldn't do, and she's having a conflict within herself, but she's doing it because um, she owes somebody. Hmm. Hmm, That's interesting. He talks about Deadshot. He says he's a bad guy. They are all bad guys. That's the beauty of this. That's the fun of the genre. I think Will is incredibly versatile and can handle any kind of role you throw at him. About Boomerang, he says it is a lot of fun to see Boomerang, who is sort of the most villainous of all these characters, (laughs) Teased Air. This has been a blast creating this absolutely out-of-control force of nature with Jai. In character paradigms, he's evil chaotic. I have a feeling from everything I've read and everything I've heard that I think he is going to, after Harley, I think people are going to love Boomerang. Hmm. Jai Courtney, the guy we give shit to all the time oh, yeah. yeah. for every other movie performance, he is not clean cut in this movie um they wanted him to look disheveled and act quirky and weird so our moms aren't going to want to have sex with him anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> i heard like they gave him they gave him they did like you know how clean cut he looked mm-hmm. in um uh, terminator genesis oh yeah they gave him the most bizarre haircut in this movie to just make him look crazy yeah hmm. and so i have a i have a feeling like that even that's not shot where he's uh drinking the beer yeah. off to the side of the camera as everybody else is like fighting and shit just shit like that that'll probably make you laugh.
2: Right. Okay. So you I'm, think he's going to be
3: like the breakout character that you didn't see coming? That you didn't see coming. Yeah, yeah he was like uh, he, I, I'm guessing and I could be totally wrong, but yeah. I think I think leaving this film, I think I think every I honestly I think everybody's going to have their moments. Oh yeah. I'm going to talk about some other guys that that I think I think Killer Croc's going to have his moments. But I think Boomerang, a lot of people are going to really like Jai Courtney as as Boomerang. Yeah. So um, let's talk about Killer Croc. Uh, He says there's some beautiful moments in the movie, tender moments and unpredictable moments and gentle moments, humorous moments. And those are all whispers of who he was as Waylon Jones. But certainly the pain and loneliness you can see in his eyes. There's decisions that he has to make along the journey, whether he's going to continue that solo, lonesome thing, or is he going to find a family? It's a big moment for him.
5: Hmm. hmm. I'm
3: excited for Killer Croc. Uh, he talks about Enchantress. Um, at the end of the day, she's a witch, and I think, what would a contemporary modern-day witch look like? And so for us, I think trying to take her old look, which, of course, is... Closer to uh, right there, and contemporize it and make it a little bit darker and a little bit more witch-like. I think a little more, little more grounded, a little more goth. So this is what we came up with. Lots of drippy eyeshadow.
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: they fixed the effects on her, though. Did in, they? In, in uh, the first trailer, I thought the effects didn't look great, and I think like the effects uh, that I've seen lately mm-hmm. look a lot better hmm. for Enchantress. Uh, Harley Quinn, he says, she's freaking cool. She represents so many di- dichotomies in today's world where everything is so sensitive and you can't talk about anything or represent anything and you can't do anything. She doesn't care. She transcends everything. That's what is so fascinating about her. She's so many things and such a powerful woman who is living her own terms and so honest honestly in the moment and a person who has an incredibly and has incredible joy in the moment. It's great to be able to work
2: with that character. Margot is kicking her out of the park.
5: It's
2: hmm. hmm. awesome. She's like the Anthony Jeznick of the team. It sounds like <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Anthony Jizneck.
3: No, no. <laughs> that's how I would roast him.
2: Whatever, Anthony Jizneck. Oh no. shit! You
3: got jizz on your neck. Yeah. <laughs> the Joker. Uh, He's a businessman. He's crazy, of course, and he kills people, but he's super right. Listen to this because, guys, we're going to be talking about this a lot more later, I'm sure, with this Joker. This is different than any other Joker that I've read or seen or anything. Mm -hmm. He's super right. He's running a business. If you could imagine the head of any successful corporation, he runs his business that way. He just happens to be a psychopath. He's very, very conscientious of his business, and he's also very conscientious of the way he dresses. Style is a really big part of this Joker. It would be important to him to know what next year's Prada would be like, because he may want to have it a year before everybody else. He sets trends, and that's a really cool character, and I really think you haven't seen the version of this Joker ever before. And, of course, there have been great people and great versions of the character.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, give it a year. We'll all have words tattooed on our forehead. (laughs) What the fuck? We'll all have full frontal mouth fucking braces. (laughs) (laughs) He's way ahead of the curve, this guy. We're not done talking about tattoos, guys. We'll talk
3: about tattoos later. Definitely going to be talking about the meaning of the tattoos on the Joker. Hmm. Because it was discussed in the set visits. Hmm. Uh, Slash film. Uh... When they were at the set visit, they actually got to sit in. uh This is how they do these and, and other members of the media too, but I, I wanted to talk about slash films experience they get you get to sit on on like a scene Mm -hmm. that they're filming Mm -hmm. uh usually it's not like they're not showing you third act shit this is you know something at the beginning of the movie yeah and this is actually part of part of something that we've actually seen in the trailer um they called the scene the black hawk down over midway city remember the 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 helicopter that's crashing down yeah harley gets out and she's like that was a fun ride or whatever the fuck she says this is that scene uh, they say we got to see some of that famous Suicide Squad chemistry in action when we were allowed to watch an outdoor scene being filmed. We found ourselves on a Midway City set with a Black Hawk down in the background. A large group marched forward with three military men, including Scott Eastwood's military character, uh, in front. Joel Kinneman's Rick Flag, and the rest of the Suicide Squad, including Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Boomerang, Katana, El Diablo, and Killer Croc, followed just behind. Someone, perhaps Will Smith's dead shot, threw a book toward Rick Flagg, expressing his deep disgust and anger and demanding to know what was going on. A heated confrontation ensued between the two. Uh, Rick Flagg says, I'm telling you what you need to know. Not everything is relevant. Harley Quinn came bounding up to the pair, looking chipper as always. Hey guys, lovers spat? She was shoved away as the fight continued. Um, Flag goes on to say 3 days ago a non-human entity appeared in a subway. Uh he, he adds that cops and military had gone after the creature to no avail. Then Flag went on, they had sent him in with a woman with a cr- incredible abilities, a witch no one ever could get near this thing. The witch could, the witch mentioned here is Enchantress played by Cara Delevingne, who is not present the day they visited. Meanwhile, Boomerang snarked. Is no one the slightest bit concerned about going to war with a witch and a giant magic monster over some old duck who'd rather see us dead? None of this seemed to make Deadshot less upset. You can kill me right now, but I need a drink, he said. He began walking away. We need you, says Rick Flagg. You don't need me. You need a miracle, Deadshot shot back. He headed toward the bar with the rest of the Suicide Squad in tow that must be the bar scene right right right. um so that's that's all they had for that scene so nothing they did get to to see some action stuff being filmed and i'll talk a little bit about that later Mm -hmm.
2: but that's uh, interesting though like they're out in the field and flag has already pretty much zero control over them they're they're already just doing whatever the fuck they want yeah right that's kind of crazy yeah yeah um it's also weird that like they know
3: nothing about the mission. Yeah, that is that is crazy. <laughs> There's like no prep, nothing. Yeah. You know? they're very expendable. You know. Oh yeah. Um, Slashfilm also talked about uh, the individual cells for the characters on the set, mm. and I found this very interesting. What's what's crazy about this though? Like like when they're in the prison and they have their cell, it's they go into a lot of detail on these cells. Yeah, and it's probably going to be Two not a, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not even that. that. Like for some of these characters, it might just be moments that you see, like just mere seconds that you see this. But they they put so much detail into it. Yeah, you might good. be able. Yeah, you might be able to catch some Easter eggs because this movie's supposed to be chock full of Suicide Squad and DC Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. But like they go on to talk about some of these sets and. Um, I, they 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 talk about killer crocs under underground lair, all rusty metal and giant pipes and graters placed over the water, but with a few surprising uh, homey touches. Small animal sculptures made out of metal trinkets were propped up along the walls, and animal bones and jewelry were strewn about. Hash marks counted the days. It's unclear how much of those odds and ends will be noticeable in the final film, but hmm. in person they felt like a poignant reminder of his humanity. Something else I wanted to point out real quick, though, that I had heard about Killer Croc. He's being played by the same guy that played Curse in Thor: The Dark World. Okay. Um, and uh, Killer Croc is going to be a cannibal in this film, mm. so that is shit. That's happening. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I think I think it, you know it sounds it sounds scary. I think they're going to play it off as humorous. I think so too. I think there's going to be a scene where like they get done killing a bunch of guys and they're talking and then like they all look over and there he is fucking chowing down on <laughs> some dead
2: body and he kind of looks up like, what?
3: Right.
2: <laughs> I, just your description of the character makes me think the same thing too. Like they're going to, pl- he's like a, a, acceptance is a big theme with Killer Croc. Yeah. Like he's super weird and he's eating people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still wants to be accepted by others, by his peers. Right. Like, and I think there might even be
3: a scene where he's like you know what if you you know i wouldn't eat you (laughs) i think there's going to be a scene in the movie where he's saying at the end of the movie like you know like the whole end of guardians of the galaxy where it's like we are groot i think like his we are groot is going to be like i wouldn't
2: eat you people i like you
3: right
4: right
2: get goosebumps on your arm
3: yeah
4: Yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah a
2: little bit (laughs) Uh, they
3: also got to, sh- to see uh, Deadshot's jail cell, uh, small and sparse. It's small and sparse as it looks in the trailer, with a security camera tucked away in the upper corner. And just
2: steps away, the entrance to the ruins where June Moon becomes Enchantress. Hmm. Um, that's cool. The jail stuff, The jail cell stuff is really cool. I mean, that's great for the actors to really get them into the character they are. Like, even if it's stuff that we won't get to see on screen, yeah. it really gets them into the mindset of yeah. who their characters are and whatnot.
3: Um, Margot Robbie, uh, from what I'm hearing, did most of her stunts mm. for this film, uh, including, I heard a description about an elevator stunt that I hear. She is actually fighting like the, the minions for the main villain, the guys that are called the eyes of the adversary. Yeah. Okay. There's a, I hear there's a, uh, A fight between her and some of these minions, these eyes of the adversary, in this elevator that is just going to blow your dick off when you watch this in in the final film. I hear it is amazing. She's flipping. She's uh, running off the ceiling and shit. Some crazy stuff going on Awesome in this. And she's doing the stunts, which which I, I, I appreciate that after I saw Ghostbusters mm-hmm. when they couldn't even show Chris Hemsworth riding a motorcycle <laughs> and we had to look at a stunt man. True, true. So yeah. I appreciate that she's doing all of her own stunts. Um, speaking of the eyes of the adversary, uh, Margot Robbie uh, and Margot Robbie, let's talk about both of them. Uh, I first wanted to um, talk about Margot Robbie. Apparently, she tried a bunch of... They could not... They were having a hard time figuring out, like, what costume is she going to wear for this? Mm -hmm. Is she going to wear... And I'm not familiar with all of her costumes. I know she wore, like, in in the animated series, she wore, like, a Jester outfit. Yeah. Uh, And in the New 52, I'm I'm most familiar with the New 52 and the Jester outfit. Yeah. But I guess she wears a different outfit in the Arkham games? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've never played... I've never seen her in the Arkham games, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. So I guess that she's got like maybe three, four different outfits that she's worn in different comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a hard time figuring out which one they're going to have her wear for this movie. So they had her try on – they made them all. Mm-hmm. They made the Jester costume. They made the Arkham game costume. They made the 52 costume. They made them all. And um, she tried them on, and they just felt like for this movie mm-hmm. – the new 52 look is the way to go. So that's what they kind of settled on was like the new 52 look. But I hear that in the movie um, there's a scene where they're releasing them from prison and they're going to go do their first mission, the one that we just kind of talked about with Joel Kinnaman and all that shit. Mm-hmm. There's a scene that I'm hearing that might make it into the movie where they're getting all their stuff back. Like Deadshot's getting all his guns back, everything, you know, everybody's getting like their personal belongings mm-hmm. back. And Harley gets like a bag and she opens it up and there are three four outfits in there. <laughs> and she says and you can see the Jester outfit, you can see the Arkham outfit, you can see the new 52 outfit and she points or she picks up the new 52 one she's like i'll wear this mm-hmm. and that's when they're outside and she's you know, pulling up her right. pants or yeah. whatever that yeah. we see in that scene—that's where we get that. But I'm also hearing, like, I, you know, we've heard her complain about the way she's scantily dressed in this movie a lot. I think that we're going to see Harley in her different outfits in other films going forward.
2: Yeah, I, I think if they want to keep Margot Robbie, then that's a definite. We're going to see that. I don't.
3: I can't imagine them not signing her for a multi-picture deal. Number one. But you're right. I mean, I think that after her comments, I think they're going to want to keep her happy.
2: Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't sign a multi-picture deal. I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't Batman or Superman we're talking about. They've planned on sequels for this. Yeah. I'm sure they planned on it. But I don't think they got these guys on contract right away on the multi-picture deals. Well, I don't know not We don't know. I don't know. I would assume no, though. Well, I, I don't know. I mean... It, I feel like the only one they probably gave a multi-picture deal to was Leto.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, if I, even that.
4: Mm-hmm. Will Smith?
2: I, I don't even think that. No? No. Mm. I think it's crazy not to approach...
3: I think it's crazy not to approach these films like that. I I, I think it's crazy not to say, we get a three-picture deal, guaranteed this picture. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed this picture. And it's, it's the studio's choice to... You know what I mean? I, I think it's crazy because like, then you're running into replacing, you know, uh, then you're into issues like replacing Terrence uh,
2: Howard. Yeah, but with new movies, and, and that's the thing. with That's why they had to do that. I think with a new franchise, you don't sign your multi-picture deal with the actors until after you've made a hit, the that's first how movie. how Marvel does it, Jake. I mean, Chris Evans signed a six-picture deal. Yeah, after the success of Iron Man 1, which is basically all the Chris same Evans. franchise. I know, but oh. it's, it's still the beginning of the same franchise. <sighs>
3: I, I don't think that it's – I think you can get the guys on the cheap, though. It's it's
2: smarter. Yeah. It's smarter to to say – you're not guaranteed three pictures. I don't think you're getting Will Smith and Margot Robbie on, on the cheap. Like, those aren't – they're not Chris Evans. Chris Evans pre-Captain America. Hold on.
3: Hold on. There's two ways to look at on the cheap. Yeah. There's two ways to look at it. Number one – it's not going to be cheap either way, yeah. But it can be cheaper to get them at the beginning before the movie blows up. Then they have more leverage. But if you can say, "I want," I mean, "I want," uh, I want to get you for like a three-picture deal, and you're guaranteed, you know, uh, you know, Margot Robbie. Let's say she's guaranteed like twenty-five a, a picture, mm-hmm. and so she's getting a seventy-five million dollar deal.
2: I mean, I, I 100% agree with right. why it's better for the studio to do that. But I don't... I think, I don't, this, I think this discussion... It's a futile it's a, argument because we a, don't know it, either it, way. It,
3: it's going nowhere. Yeah. I'm just saying I think a studio should look at doing like a multi-picture deal. I think it's silly for, for a studio to just sign for one one movie and then hope they come back. I think that's kind of like... You're fucking with your fans too, especially if the if the actor doesn't want to come back. I mean, uh, it was uh, Jennifer Lawrence signed a three picture deal before she made any X Men films. Yeah, and I mean, this was coming off of like a stinker X Men Last Stand.
2: Mm. Yeah, agreed. And I feel like at the time of First Class, though, Jennifer Lawrence wasn't huge.
3: Well, sure. I'm I'm not saying that she was huge. I'm just saying like it's coming off of a franchise. They got a three-picture deal coming off a stinker movie. Mm-hmm. There was no way to know that that movie was going to be successful. So I think like they I think Fox played it smart. Three-picture deal. There's no way after The Hunger Games if she just if they signed her to one picture. Mm-hmm. There's no way after The Hunger Games came out that she's signing another film. She
2: I hated, 100% agree. She, I 100% agree. She hated being in the blue makeup. I just feel like the apples and oranges here are or that we're talking about established stars as opposed to Chris Evans and Jennifer Lawrence who have the their making –
3: Margot Robbie's still young in her career. She's done she did
2: uh she did the Wolf of Wall Street movie, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, oh. the Tarzan movie, The I mean she's in a bunch of stuff. I mean she I'm sure she has screenplays to pick from. And yeah, and okay. she may not want to get tied down. We're to, spinning. We're spinning yeah. our wheels here. We'll agree
3: to disagree because I think I. I mean, I agree. I with know. A ton I know. I know. I know. But I. I, I can't believe. That, I can't believe that a studio wouldn't approach her for three picture deal. Yeah. That, oh, we'll just see how this one goes and hope that she comes back. Yeah. I can't believe that they wouldn't even have the offer on the table. Same thing with Affleck. I think like they'd be crazy not to say, "Okay, we're going to let you direct and we're also going to we also want to get you signed up for this many pictures."
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy not to. It's, I I agree, but whether yeah. or not they've done that with Will Smith and Margot Robbie, I don't I don't know. We haven't heard that they've signed multi-picture I know, deals.
3: I know. I just Okay, we're just, we're going nowhere with this. Um,
2: I'm not upset at you. I'm just like what? No, and I feel like they got to be scared to sign the dotted line for something like that. Like no, cause they not don't at all. they don't know. The Suicide Squad, everyone in the world could fucking it could be a 20% on rotten tomatoes. Yeah, but the yeah, but but if it doesn't make any
3: money, the studio doesn't have to make the sequel. Yeah, but the studio, the studio on the flip side could be like,
2: okay, yeah, we're done. We're not going to make another sidewayside Squad movie, and you guys are out of your contracts. Yeah, I mean, plenty of movies have shitty Rotten Tomato scores and make shit tons of money.
3: Well, I can't, you know, like like uh, Fantastic Four. I, I I can almost guarantee you those actors probably have like a two picture deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can almost because everybody's talking about, yeah, I'd come back, I'd come back, I'd come back, blah 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 blah, and they're probably saying. that. Because they're bound to the studio to say that if the studio did want to make a second movie,
2: for sure. And with Fantastic Four, we're talking about a bunch of people that aren't huge celebrities. Oh,
3: well, I you can I can name as many movies that
2: Michael Jordan Michael B. Jordan's been in. I can name Margot Robbie too, been.
3: but he's not the big, as big
2: a celebrity. Uh, he's,
3: he's he was in Creed. He was in Fruitvale Station. I mean, he was in he was, he was in a ton of movies. I can name yeah. it just as many movies that are it's, Creed was a huge success. Creed was post Fantastic Four, though, right?
2: Uh, Creed was around the same time of filming right they
3: came out the same year
2: yeah I don't think that was on his resume at the time though you know oh god we, this, this conversation is fucking ridiculous I just
3: feel like alright it is ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous because we don't know and it's like the whole set visit has turned into fucking studio contracts and, and all this shit And it's like, I
2: agree though that it I know is you smart agree. to sign know, these people for but, a three picture deal right yeah, at the bat but, but whether, whether or not
3: that's happened I, I don't know I know that's we've gone over it four times <laughs> god damn alright <laughs> Um, I, I even forgot where we are in the set visits I see I, I need uh, fuck I need somebody at Warner Brothers numbers so I can figure this shit out I'll, I'll get on Google please you know what let's take a fucking break I, let's take a fucking break because we've been going on for an hour probably half half an hour we've been talking about this fucking Warner Brothers bullshit contract
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: boring the shit out of everybody as we've been fucking flipping out over if Margot Robbie and Will Smith were offered a three picture deal
2: I agree that that would be a wise decision as to whether that happened or not I don't think so I just feel like we hear that anytime that happens with any other actor in any movie we hear that you knew Jennifer Lawrence had a three picture deal with X-Men you knew Chris Evans had a nine picture deal for Captain America yeah like how we haven't heard anything about Will Smith or Margot Robbie alright let's google it and we'll come back All right, we're back. We're back. We did not go hunting for stops this time. (laughs) But what did we find out? We found out that Margot Robbie signed a 10-year deal. 10-year deal. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
3: Take of that what you
2: will. Take of that what you will. The
3: studio did approach her with a multi- picture deal then yeah and will smith has not yeah margot robbie has which makes sense will smith's not like that guy anymore i mean he takes it a movie at a time yeah so. he doesn't need to no he doesn't need to and he can he can have the leverage yeah i think any movie that gets him is usually going to want him to come back anyway and he, he's got the leverage but. yeah yeah Yeah, I felt Margot Robbie was just, like, kind of, like, early on in her career, and so they're going to try to take advantage, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like with Chris Evans and just like with, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. I mean, both of those guys signed a six-year picture deal. Marvel actually went after uh, Evans with a nine-picture deal. Yeah. And after Evans talked with his family, he said, okay, I'll do this six-picture deal. That's why Marvel went with Sebastian Stan. They got him for a nine-picture deal to, to play Winter Soldier, so... I don't know. It just depends.
2: I think it depends on the caliber of the actor. I agree. So I agree. So. And the, the the actor combined with the franchise, right? The whole thing, right? Are we friends now? Are we are <laughs> friends? We we're again? always friends.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's funny. Like when people like listen to me and you kind of like argue and shit. Like as they listen, some people love it. They love it. Yeah. And then some people just like, like it makes them feel uncomfortable.
2: It makes me feel uncomfortable when people get like defensive for me. Yeah. I'm like, come on, people. They're like, oh, poor Jake or whatever the yeah. fuck. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay, everybody. Yeah. Jake, Jake can handle his fucking own. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need anyone stepping up for me. Yeah, <laughs> Brian's so mean. Yeah, why is Brian so mean to Jake? I, that, that shit makes me cringe when I read that. I'm like, oh, come on. Jeez. Jake can handle himself, yeah. people. Uh, Jeez. I'll be okay, guys.
3: Uh, Guys, let's talk. I did promise that we were going to talk about the Eyes of the Adversary. Uh, Who are they? According to David Ayer, they are new creations. But I'm also hearing that they were inspired by uh, Canon Comics, uh, a particular issue of a comic uh,
2: that he would not delve into. So Mm -hmm. they are inspired by something, but don't really know. I keep picturing like the Batman goons that have big eyeball head, headgear costumes. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Uh, we've seen that character in the, in the trailer. Okay.
3: Have we? Yes. Remember in the trailer where they're shooting up, you see the guy in the big panda suit. Yeah. Yeah. But you also see, um, the big eyeball, a guy wearing a big eyeball helmet. Okay, I feel like I have seen those characters. That in was comics. the rumor that those were the eyes of the adversary. I'm now hearing that those are Joker's goons. Yeah, that would make sense. The eyes of the adversary. Um, the producers they did uh, talk about the main villain a little bit. They didn't call him uh, by name, but his code name on set is the adversary. No. We were speculating that the Enchantress could be the main villain at the end of the film that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Yeah. The adversary sounds like a magical character as well and takes over the Enchantress during the film and uses her to fight the squad at one point. So we were half right. Yeah, yeah we
2: were. She's just being used as a pawn. Wow. Um, That's confusing to have characters called Eyes of the Adversary and then other characters dressed with giant eye eye gear. (laughs) She might have a backstory with this character. I was feeling that too. The description you read of the character made me think we'd have flashbacks of the Enchantress. Yeah. Because it sounds like she's had history that's happened before. They do show her origin in this film because we did see
3: in the one trailer, they do show her wearing the the helmet mm-hmm. with the light on. It looks like she's cave like spelunking or whatever the fuck they do in caves and shit. Yeah. Yeah. that weird spelunking word.
4: Spelunking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, weird,
3: that
2: weird spelunking
3: word. Um, I'd a, like to go spelunking and get some Pokemon. <laughs> but I was I was talking about how the eyes of the adversaries. At one time, we thought that they were the guys that we saw in the trailer that had the eyeball for the head. Yes, I'm reading that it's not. I'm reading that they are a virus flood kind of like. Halo Flood looking type uh, ah. creatures that we've seen them in the trailer. Katana takes uh she like hits one in the head and we see like the head kind of like blow up. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We see them fighting them in the trailer on set. These characters had patches on their shoulders that said escort to darkness with a tentacle on the patch. There's a tentacle coming up from the ground below the writing and it sounds like a very uh, dark Cthulhu-type character. Okay. So uh, – but I think the Enchantress has a lot to deal with this character. Yeah. I think this character might be somebody in the movie that we find out later is actually this creature or whatever. Mm. But I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Joker's tattoos. Uh, they're a big part of the character. Producer on the film Andy Horowitz had this to say. Tattoos are obviously a big part of a good character <laughs> – um. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, uh, tattoos are obviously a big part of a good character, and the tattoo that you guys see down here. As he pointed... Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Whoa. Where is this going? Whoa. Hopefully that tattoo don't say damaged. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: I, so, I feel sorry for Mrs. Horowitz. <laughs> um, as he pointed, he pointed to the drawn-on smile on his hand uh, will be a very fun thing in the movie when he decides to put his hand in front of his face and create his iconic smile. Mm-hmm. Talking about this. Joke or putting i guess the the smile used to be on like the forearm and they moved it to the hand and now i guess there's going to be a scene where he puts
2: the hand over his face and it looks like the smile oh i've seen that kind of thing done in real life where you get the mustache tattoo on your finger yeah yeah. your finger up to your nose i've seen that too (laughs) that's pretty silly Uh, (laughs) the producer
3: richard suckle i like to call him dick (laughs) I'm not lying. There's a producer on on Suicide Squad. His name is Richard Suckle. Good old, Suckel. good old Dick Suckle. He's Dick a nice guy. Suckel. He's a great guy. <laughs> He's definitely not damaged down there. No, no. <laughs> uh, he had this to say about the tattoos of the Joker: that they are, quote, a big part of his big part of the design of this character. Uh, there were a number of different designs and ideas for tattoos on a large board in the room with tats designed by tats designed for Joker harley diablo and more characters in the film all of which help to express the character these were designed by local toronto area area tattoo artist rob coots who designed all those things and everything that you see on jared um wow, what a lucrative job for that tattoo artist yeah, <laughs> yeah no well shit. did you, I, he probably is the same one did you know like they did the whole lord of the rings thing where they all got cast tattoos yeah oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. they all the did fellowship that. tattoos yeah uh, Air discovered Coots while doing pre-production for the film. He was a real great addition and a real blessing for us to find. Tattoos play a role in a number of the characters, not exclusive to the Joker. Uh, he's Of course, he's talking about the tattoos that we see on Diablo. His tattoos are gang-related, hmm. I guess where he grew up. Um, and then Harley's tattoo... Uh, or tattoos. I don't know if she has multiple, but hers show her love and devotion for the Joker. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, so we'll get to see those. So hmm. that's. Uh, I don't think I mentioned everything in the set visits, but that's a lot of it, uh, guys. What are your thoughts on going into? I mean, we're less than fucking a month away
2: from watching Suicide Squad. August fifth, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I'm still super fucking excited for this yeah. movie. I, this is the most I've ever been excited for any DC franchise movie. So I'm pumped. I have very high expectations. Yeah, I
3: if I, if it's anything less than a Tupperware, I'll be I'll be uh, let down because yeah. this movie it, it looks fantastic to me. Agreed.
4: It's it's something different, and and I'm yeah I'm looking forward to it too because of that fact, and because of the Joker, I want to see this fucking Joker in mm-hmm. action. I want to see you know what he brings to the table. If we
3: do, and I'll, I'll be one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, this should be the first DC Warner Brothers film. Where we get a post credits scene and I want to see it with the Joker. Yeah. And I want it to end with his laugh. For I sure. want something fucked up to happen. I want him to laugh. Yeah. And I, 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 that's what I want. And I can't wait to see the chemistry between the Joker and Harley. I oh cannot yeah. Cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait for that.
4: Yeah. And that, that's something that, that's also bringing to the table is their relationship. We don't mm-hmm. have that in a lot of these other superhero yeah. movies, a, a fucking tried and true relationship where these two are just gaga about each other. So that'll be interesting. to well, see. They're well, they're
3: on the rocks in this movie. Oh, are they? They're on the rocks. Okay. Okay. I mean, and I think that's what I think that the, he's not the main villain of this film. But he knows that she's out, and he shows up to ah, get her back. Okay, you know what I mean. That's cool. And when she hears that laugh, she's like, she knows they're in for some shit.
4: Right, <laughs> right.
3: right. So I, that's what I want to see. And then I want to see Batman show up and fuck it all up for Joker. Right, right. But yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Um, there's also things that, that the squad can uh, that they're going to be able to do that Batman can't do. Right. Batman's not magic based. So when it comes to this virus flood type army in the sewers that they're going to have to fight, I think, like within like the first act of the film, I think that'll be like the first group battle for the squad to Mm. get together. Right. Batman's not going to be able to do anything. No. No. Batman's awesome. Batman's great.
4: Batman's not going to be able to take on a whole flood. He's going to have to sit back and watch, yeah, or something. Something,
3: yeah. something, something, something's going to take him out of there. How much screen time do you think Batman's going to get? I don't know, and I don't know if it, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't. I, okay, if I had to make a guess, we, we might get flashback scenes with him. I think that's what we we're all thinking. But I think there might be some real time shit going on. I cannot see him not showing up in this movie real time.
4: Right? Yeah. If I he agree. exists, then he mm-hmm. should be there. Yeah. If all these criminals are out and running around, I hope. Honestly, I hope it's
3: any where between I hope it's five to seven minutes.
2: Yeah, I was going to say you think more or less than five minutes.
3: Five to seven. Um, if it's less than five, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. If
2: it's if it's more than five, I'm a little concerned. I, I want to see I want to see more of the squad. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see DC have to rely on Batman. Yeah. to make this movie popular. They, you've already got Joker in this film and Harley, yeah. and that should be enough. Right, so right. Establish some fucking
3: new characters for Christ's sake, DC. But I think you have to. I think you have to put Batman in this movie
2: if this if this stuff is happening and he anywhere near I agree you put Joker in a movie and yeah, there's yeah. zero Batman no, that yeah. kind of makes no sense in this universe right yeah uh,
3: guys let's move on to Star Wars news we got a lot of news coming out of celebration I haven't been able to check a lot of the news that's come out today though except mm-hmm. for stuff that uh, maybe stuff that happened in the afternoon I didn't really get to check but stuff that came out in the morning I know about so we'll talk about that and cool. it's going on tomorrow so there might be more but probably not as much now, usually Sunday is the the
2: small day. Yeah. Even like for like San Diego, it's yeah. a small day. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to Star Wars news.
1: <laughs> what saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers
3: podcast. That's
1: not true. That's
5: impossible.
3: Hey, Jake, do you think uh, Daisy Ridley signed a multi-contract deal?
2: Yes. <laughs> Star Wars? Yes, I think she did.
3: <laughs> Disagree.
2: <laughs> she was a nobody before this, so I'm sure they got her on the low. Oh, man. I think all three of those guys did. They did. They got them on the cheap.
3: For the first film, they got them on the cheap. Harrison Ford was the highest paid out of all of them. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley and uh, John Boyega
2: and – they didn't make that much. No, I, I even mean, Oscar Isaac. I'm sure they got him on the low for multi. Yeah, they did.
3: I, it was. Uh, I mean, he got more than those two. But mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at uh, Harrison Ford was the big winner.
5: Mm-hmm. When oh, it came to that. Yeah, point.
3: yeah. He he. Well, I mean, he more than like. I mean, if Daisy Ridley made like you know a, a million for the picture. He made like 15
2: million. Right. I was going to say that I bet Harrison Ford made double what the other three got combined. Yeah, oh yeah, easily. <laughs>
3: um, let's see here. Star Wars news. Let's start off with uh, some of the Rebel stuff that came out. Um, this was at uh, Star Wars Celebration London. Grand Admiral Thrawn was confirmed by David Filoni to show up in Rebel Season 3. He will be voiced by Lars Mickelson, who is the brother of Mads Mickelson, who hmm. is playing uh Galen Urso or Jalen Urso or however you want to pronounce it in Rogue One. Hmm. I wonder how that went down. It's like did they did they go to Mads first and Mads is like, well, you know, I'm kinda busy right now, but my brother's not doing anything.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Possibly. He's
3: got a great voice. <laughs> he's like, you know, it's like uh he's like uh the equivalent of getting like instead of getting Sylvester Stallone, you're gonna get Frank Stallone. <laughs> or like, you know, like Actually these days I think you would be better off with Charlie Murphy than Eddie but right. you know Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah Charlie Murphy's awesome. I don't awesome.
3: disagree. Yeah. Yeah. The tables have turned in the Murphy family. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah so yeah Lars Mickelson uh after this was announced we shortly thereafter we actually had the trailer drop. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you guys get a chance to see the yeah, Rebel I Season yes. 3 trailer? Yep. Um I was going to ask you, like, one of my big questions is, like, do you think they're actually going to give Thrawn blue skin? I was going to ask you guys this question, and the trailer answered that for us yeah. because we got to see Thrawn. And I think Lars Mickelson, I think his voice is actually fantastic for Thrawn. Very cool. I think the look, the aesthetic of the character looks really good. Uh, what did you guys think about Thrawn? What did you guys think about other things? What other things, like
2: that you noticed in the trailer that you want to talk about? Just to stick with Thrawn for a second, this is super exciting news for me. I I tupperware this news. Um, Th- when they announced that the EC or the expanded universe was not canon anymore mm-hmm. the biggest thing I was upset about was that Thrawn was getting wiped from the table mm-hmm. um, lo- the Timothy Zahn books that introduced Thrawn like were a huge part of my childhood I fucking love these fucking books I lied to my mom and said I had a book report due so she would go out and buy me the second one the day it came out <laughs> like oh, I fucking love these books so I'm super excited Thrawn's coming back um, mm-hmm. I'm Timothy Zahn is actually writing a novel that is the prequel to Thrawn appearing in Rebels.
4: Oh, shit. So is
2: it, is it
3: canon? It's canon. Okay. It's a
2: brand new book coming out. It's called Thrawn. Fuck. Oh, I did see the cover of that. And, yeah.
3: And you see Thrawn's face. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so I'm
2: excited that the creator of this character will be the one that kind of gets to write him back into the expanded universe. Yeah. And I'm super pumped. Like, i have to fucking watch rebels to see Thrawn. that's did you finish season two no i did not so this trailer like really probably fucked up your world then yeah i just <laughs> i'm just gonna get it on blu-ray i didn't care i knew i had to watch it for the show yeah i mean i kind of i'm no the, the reason i'm saying
3: that is because like if the first thing you're seeing in this was the you're like uh
2: kanan's blind yeah what the fuck yeah I I don't know the how, though, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still mystery to it. Yeah. But, yeah, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Does that happen in the finale? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I plan on getting it on Blu-ray and watching it on Blu-ray. It's fantastic. Uh, uh, you guys were really down on season two for it's, the first half. Yeah, of you're right.
3: You're right. When I, I said that a little pr- prematurely because I do love series. Um, the series. It started off really good. It got weak in the middle, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I think it picked up and got better, except for the saber copters. That was, that was stupid. <laughs> saber
2: copter parents? I, <laughs> yeah, saber
3: <saber-copter> parents. <laughs> But man, yeah, ugh, it, that was dumb. But I, I love the the Sith temples and, yeah. and shit like that. That was cool.
4: Yeah, and and apparently, you know what they're setting up from this trailer from season two kind of makes season two even better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. From what they're setting up with this, and I fucking agree with you. Uh, Grand Emerald Thrawn is one of my favorite fucking Imperial p- people. Period. Yeah. Next to Darth Vader. Next to fucking Palpatine. He is one of my fucking all time favorites. And the Timothy Zahn stories, just on word, no visuals, I still like that. And seeing him finally realized in some way, shape, or form. Just yeah, it, it it fucking blew my mind.
2: From the, I, he was scarier to me than Darth Vader as a kid. I think from he, those books.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, he's a formal motherfucker. He's a for, and I love that they showed that in these tra- in the trailer. Like it was a pretty extensive trailer. Yeah, like what they showed, yeah. and they showed some of his tactics and his skills and the way he fucking picks apart enemies. Fuck. But yeah, and 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 Ezra, of course, in these trailers mm-hmm. has changed, and of course, he's very much you know. Uh, I'm never going to let this happen to my friends again. Whatever. Yeah, yeah.
3: He's turning. He's going more the Anakin route. Seems like very Anakin. Yeah.
4: Right. The,
3: the I mean this the, the holocron and everything. Yeah, and
4: and, and then uh, at the very end, you know, he says, "I found a way to," or "Is this a way to destroy the Sith?" Or something to mm-hmm. that effect. He's talking about destroying the Sith, mm-hmm. but at the same time. He's hanging out with Darth Maul. So. Uh, who the
3: fuck was that big creature, Bendo?
4: Yeah, what the fuck is Bendo? And he's and saying... he's basically
3: saying, like no, I'm not with the light side or the dark side. I'm in the middle. He's like a gray character. Yeah, yeah that was weird. What hard. the fuck was that? I was like, is that the rock monster from... Uh, <laughs> Never Ending Story? Never Ending Story. <laughs> the Rock Biters. He's yeah. part of the Rock Biter clan. Yeah, but like, I was like, whoa, what is that? Like, like That came out of nowhere. I was actually got so excited, I tried to chuck a Pokeball at him. <laughs> I wanted to catch <laughs> I it. I
4: need that, I yeah. I was like, whoa,
3: well, let me add that to my... How many How many CP is that? That's <laughs> powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Because I was watching it on my phone. I was getting ready to check the Pokeball out. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but it looks like, from the trailers, I would say, again... This series is constantly evolving, and it looks like they're doing it again. Oh, we're getting mall again too. Guys. It's getting yeah. more serious. It's getting. Yeah. And if you're bringing Thrawn in that fucking equation, I'm fucking sold, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm in. How much
2: juice do you think this series has in it? Like, if you predict how many se- how many seasons it could go, hmm. if they're smart, I think they'll go.
3: If they're smart, I think they won't go more than five. That's exactly where I was at, five. If they won't go more than five. I'd be happy with four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you hit four after that, um, towards the beginning of the season, you should announce what your next animated show is, because I know that they've got one in the works. Definitely. Yeah. And you
2: got to imagine it's going to take place in the time period of the current episode movies. you got to imagine they want to mine that. Yeah. 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 The comic books are doing a lot of that, too. Yeah, well, no one reads comics, though. You want to do it. That's true. <laughs> you want to make an animated for that. Yeah. I, I don't know where the next one would
3: go, but yeah, I mean, uh, I loved this teaser trailer. It was like three minutes. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Long. Hard to even
2: call it a teaser, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, these days, even with actual theatrical movie teaser trailers, it's like, that's not a fucking teaser. That's a full-blown goddamn trailer. But
3: what's fucked up about this is like, we're seeing, I guarantee you, we're seeing a lot of the really cool stuff that they're holding in their hip pocket for the latter half of the season. Cause they did this to <laughs> us last year. Yeah. yeah. They, they showed us season two, they showed us mall and we didn't get any of that stuff till the tail end of the season. I haven't even seen mall in an episode yet. And, yeah. and we got a lot of filler bullshit. We did. We, I, we got like, I wanted more here and Sabine and we did get that. But, like, we got a lot of bullshit episodes. Yeah. And I felt like last season was just, like, their way of wrapping up the Clone Wars, too. That's what it felt mm-hmm. and With like. With Rex and everything. Yeah. But now it feels like they got, you know, they corrected the course. I think they heard that negative feedback, too. You know, if you're going to wrap up the Clone Wars, just bring it back yeah just bring it back and wrap up the Clone Wars don't try to mix it in with I feel like it was, it was
2: Filoni's baby I felt like he had a hard time letting it go yeah but it, it, it kind of it, let, got let go under the really, circumstances he didn't control I think
3: it really affected season. Uh, I think it affected season two I like, agree w- like characters were kind of like at a standstill like yeah. you're not moving these characters forward and I think it's hurting other characters and the Rebels like I wanted to be I want to know more about Rebels I didn't really you know it's like I love Ahsoka and I love seeing like Darth Maul and stuff like that but mm-hmm. like I don't know. It just felt we- weird and like Rex and all these guys. It just felt weird with like them shoving them in, shoehorning them, all
2: of them, shoehorning all of them yeah. into Rebel season it felt, two. It felt very force fed. Especially yeah. with the timelines. Yeah. Like, that they would all be able to show up in main storyline. I'm not trying to say, like, I hate it, but, it, like, yeah. because The first season makes you fall in love with all the new yeah, characters, and yeah. then the second season shoving all this old shit in your face. <laughs> yeah.
4: Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. And then they try and wrap it up real quick at the very end, yeah. and it was a little bit disappointing. This just feels like they're correcting the course a little bit. It looks like it. Yeah, it really does.
3: What the fuck was up with Kanan's eyes when they were glowing green? Yeah. What the fuck is is he... Is he? What's what's going on?
4: I don't know, man. How powerful is that motherfucker? Did he he get slimed? spilled
2: some Ecto Cooler in his yeah.
3: eyes
4: what I also so. loved was was Thrawn and you know they show him from behind for the start did you
3: like Thrawn
4: in this? oh fuck yeah I'm fucking <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but, but let me just talk about Thrawn for a second when they show him from behind and they got the two fucking dragon like they, they have that he's standing in front of a picture and there's like two dragons on either side of him yeah. in this picture oh god damn
2: yeah Thrawn always had in the, in the book he always had the Yala Samari around him yeah and I'm wondering if they're going to introduce those characters they emit force bubbles that make it impossible for force users to use their powers right yeah and that's what made thrawn such a badass because he's just a normal guy but he was able to stand his own against jedi because they couldn't do shit around him like he would have these things like on his shoulder when he was like visiting other planets and shit or sith he he
4: is the ultimate imperial yeah he's the ultimate imperial no sith or jedi can affect this guy if he has that darth vader and thrawn are they going to share screen time Oh, shit. I think so. Probably, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I mean, they have to. They're around the same time. Do
2: you think this is a litmus test to see how popular Thrawn will be, and that if he if he blows up, we may see him in a future film eventually?
3: Yeah, he would definitely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I think you know now that he's canon. There's, there, I think they would definitely do that, and I think it it would be it wouldn't be in a saga film mm-hmm. it would it, it would be in one of like a star wars story films yeah that'd be really cool i'd really like to see that mm-hmm.
4: yeah yeah for sure man he's so cool kind of like <laughs> a kind of like a tactical
3: you know uh I, w- I would just love to see like something very tactical in space Space mm-hmm. battles very tactical space battles right where it's like you know you're on the edge of your seat and like Th- thrawn's always thinking like one step ahead and you know what i mean ultimate yeah.
4: tactician yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Such a, such a great character.
4: He really was, yeah. Zahn nailed it, yeah. Uh,
3: let's move on from Rebels talk, uh, and we'll talk about Rogue One news that came out of Star Wars. Uh, we got the... I thought we were getting a trailer. I, think, I guess some people were calling it a trailer. It was a sizzle reel. Right. Yes. Uh, so we got that sizzle reel uh, the Rogue for Rogue One, and um, Twitter users were quick to point out that they noticed a familiar character in the sizzle reel, and I have the shot if you guys haven't seen it and i can I can show it here on my computer if you don't believe me, but they noticed Jimmy Smits in the background in one of these shots he's coming back as bail organa oh that's awesome yeah oh,
2: I, don't, I don't believe you that Jimmy Smith needs work
3: <laughs> he, signed, he signed he signed a 15 picture deal
2: he would sign his life away to just do anything. I look at you and you're like, if you don't believe me I got the screenshot to prove Jimmy <gasps> no, Smith. No, no 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 no
3: <laughs> no like I'm saying I got the shot of like Jimmy Smith's coming back. I, I trust you. No, that's... I do worry about anything I bring up on the
2: show now. It's like Jake and <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You can tell me Jimmy Smith is an idiot. Approaching Margot
3: like. Robbie with more than a one picture dear sir. <laughs> I of him. How dare you <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh,
3: all right. So, yeah, Jimmy Smits is coming back as Bail
2: Organa for some scenes. So, <laughs> Boom. There we go. Jimmy Smith, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Bail Organa. Wow. So they're actually they're, – he's not coming back as Bail Organa? No, he's just going to be Jimmy. They're going to himself.
3: They're going to bring him into the canon as his – As gonna, himself.
2: They're breaking the fourth wall. He's going to meet himself as Bail Organa. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like some Star Trek shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who are you?
3: I'm Jimmy Smith. I played you in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> Whoa. And do I get paid double? <laughs> and I, we're supposed to do this for two hours? <laughs> What's the opening crawl on that one?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Jimmy Smith finds himself in a galaxy far, far
4: away, with himself yeah. as somebody else.
3: <laughs> All right, makingstarwars.net had this article that I wanted to read uh, concerning celebration in Rogue One. Uh, they said at the end of Rogue One, a Star Wars story panel this morning, there was a small, uh, small trailer shown. The trailer was just about a minute in length. Uh, we will not be posting any videos from the trailer as they asked everyone to put their cameras away and not film it.
2: We haven't found that yet.
3: I haven't found it. (laughs) I was looking to, yeah, here's a description of what people saw at the panel. Uh, Tatooine music from a new hope opens over the, uh, LF. I'm sorry. I got something on my screen. LFL logo. Oh, Lucasfilm's logo. Mm. Uh, the presumed young Jin Erso runs on a green planet, probably the fourth planet we
2: haven't named yet. Planet Green Screen. Can
3: I can I throw something out before we jump more into this trailer that they showed? Yeah. The sizzle reel at the end of it. Yeah. When fucking Jennerso says, "May the force be with us." Yes. That's not going to make it into the film, right? That's that's not because honestly, I'm not impressed with her lines. I rebel and then may the force be with us. I that's, thought that was material from the film. I <laughs> I thought it was like they were it was just like oh they're talking about the production and here's here's you know here's our actress Felicity Felicity Jones just saying this on set like may the force be with us they're talking about the production of the film like it's the sizzle reel. We can't right. get like, behind the scenes and shit. Yeah, we don't know what is and what isn't. And I just don't want to see her in the movie looking at the crew that's trying to steal the Death Star plans and at one point saying, may the force be with us. Right. It just seemed stupid as fuck.
2: <laughs> I was down with it. I liked it okay. <laughs> Come on, Jay.
4: I'm not on board. I'm not on board.
2: <laughs> you don't like the line? No, no, I don't. I was okay I with know. it. I didn't think it came across bad.
4: But I, I do enjoy her other lines. I, 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 you know. I rebel. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, like I, that rebel. Too. I rebel. I rebel
3: too. against both lines. I think that was hot. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We see... a, a yeah, yeah.
2: You'd also fuck Apple the robot and all this I, other stupid... Did we see uh, Warwick yeah. Davis in the sizzle reel? Was I... Was I <laughs> he was there. Yeah, that was crazy. Willow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's favorite actor.
3: Let's
4: talk about Willow. <laughs> Right. They're they're
3: kind of like Willow. He was kind of racist against Daikini babies. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he didn't care if they got saved. Yeah,
4: that's rude. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Daikinis. As far as we know, I haven't heard anything bad about them.
2: <laughs> yeah, Daikini babies. <laughs> it's a dumb name, and it? it is a very it sounds very Game of Thronesy yeah. kind of Daikini babies. Daikini. We will enlist a Daikini (laughs) to take over (laughs) Westeros.
3: Oh no, here comes a Dothraki army.
5: (laughs) But here comes the Daikinis!
3: (laughs) <laughs> it also sounds like an appetizer Yeah I was thinking uh, It kind of sounds like What the Jawas say too I'll take the uh, Fried cheese Dakinis uh, <laughs> <laughs> What would you, would you Would you
2: No you can eat some too now, There's plenty of daikini to
3: share no, Yeah That's what we do It's it's family style We can share It's, it's an appetizer For everyone <laughs> Like a blooming onion. Yeah, do you have the sauce, the sauce that with the daikinis? <laughs> you yeah. had it last time, it was really good. Yeah, a little spicy, not too much. Yeah, our wait- <laughs> it was Sharon, was our wait ask Sharon about the sauce. It was really good. Are you new here? <laughs> <laughs> now we're just like going into like, this whole like weird scenario where somebody's ordering fried cheese daikinis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you about your fiction so we can go up on a tangent here. <laughs> yeah,
4: please. I think
2: Dakini sounds terrible. (laughs) I wouldn't want to share any of it with you. <laughs> I don't think they would sign Dakini for a multi-picture deal. She
3: wore an itsy-bitsy
2: teeny-weeny yellow purple
3: dot purple Dakini. <laughs> I can't even say it. Purple dot. I can't
4: even say it. She wore a purple dot. <laughs> you
3: win, you win. Oh yeah, Jay, you've never mispronounced anything.
4: <laughs> Jay's in your giving you some life. shit. There. I needed that. Oh wow. I needed that. Oh, yeah. Jay, Jay just
3: laid did it you, down, down you. on you. Do you like the validation that somebody else fucked up that yes. word?
4: Yes. <laughs> After
3: hearing yourself do it 300 times. Purple day. <laughs>
2: Jay's laid it down on you. Oh no, Jay's drawn <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up
3: polka dot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, <know>. I <laughs> hope you know. I hope you choke in a fried cheese daikini. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You said polka and you probably started thinking about Pokemon and you fucked the word oh, up. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's
4: true. It's exciting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my my head went somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was trying to catch that Pikachu. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this fucking uh, trailer. Uh, we see a young girl run towards the camera. An Imperial-type shuttle flies by her. Then we see an adult Jinn running from evil people. Every day we grow weaker, she says. A shot of captured rebel pilots being escorted by stormtroopers we saw in the last trailer. Uh, it appears Cassian watches them pass by. Uh, While they grow stronger, says Jin death troopers march on the green world showing the same shot we saw last trailer but slightly longer that green world that's scarif okay Okay. so that's that's the planet that they're excavating for materials for the death star Hmm. Uh, Jin says this is our chance there's a shot of mon mothma at a war console we saw last trailer, followed by Cassian crossing his arms like in the last trailer. The Rebels running through the jungle, Vietnam-style, lots of tall trees. Uh, Jin says to make a real difference. Stormtroopers walking in the water like the uh, Entertainment Weekly piece. Mm. I love that picture. That's yeah, cool mm-hmm. pic. On my Twitter, it's my Banner.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, nice.
3: I fucking love that picture. It's a great picture. Uh, two imperial officers at a console, looking very uncomfortable. Krennic, with his head down, standing in front of the Death Star. Materials like the last trailer. Uh, that's uh, Krennic, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character. Mm-hmm. Desert type planet Jedha. A shi- uh, desert type of planet Jedha. A ship lands with four wings that unfold. There are buildings to the left, while a star destroyer looms above. Um, Pow, pa- Peo opens his mouth to the camera during action. Who's Peo? I, I am not very good <clears throat> with these characters' names yet. Is that one of the beast-like creatures? Like one of the? He's like actually like kind of like a beast kind of alien. You're like the real small one. He might be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the four-wing ship explodes near the ground. Uh, rebels similar to end to the indoor troopers duck from the blast. Krennic walking in the puddle with his white cape. Hmm. Uh, Jin and Cassian in disguise running down a dark hallway. Cloaked figure kneeling before the illuminated tube tank, which is an old we've shot seen that, that we that saw. already. Yeah, here's another old shot with the stormtroopers running down the hallway of the train station set.
2: Even Mendelssohn walking through the puddle is a shot we've seen too. I believe. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh Baze running towards camera with gun from the
3: last trailer, over the shoulder shot of Jin turning around with stormtroopers in front of her, Cassian running towards ramp under fire, shot of death troopers, uh a face close-up of Chirit with water in the foreground. Cheer at using a stick on a dumb store tro- on a dumb stormtrooper. <laughs> what other kind is there? Uh, Star destroyer. So cheer at, of course, is Donnie Yen's character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Star destroyer in front of the Death Star. Death Star laser being put into the Death Star orb, which we saw in the last yeah. trailer. Death Star red stuff with Darth Vader breathing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, Rogue One, and then they showed December. I, the rumor going in, and a lot of people were hearing that you were gonna see Darth Vader in this trailer, uh, the one that they showed. You yeah. did not, you hear his, I guess you hear him again, just I heard him in the first one Me at too. the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: um,
3: I don't know. Uh, I guess
2: it's way more obnoxious from what I've heard in this one, though, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's more it's obvious, m- more obvious, yeah, yeah.
3: but um. I, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a lot of imagery that I
2: want to see, and um, I can't wait until they finally fucking release this trailer. Yeah, yeah it seems like a lot of stuff we've already seen, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's a lot. Like of to, re- to show it closed doors, you think they would get shown them a minute and a half of, like, more newer shit.
3: Yeah, th- I mean, there there are some new lines there from Jen. She says, every day we grow weaker while they grow
2: stronger. This is our chance to make a real difference. <laughs> sounded like 50% old shit, though, from your descriptions.
3: Yeah, I thought, A lot of the stuff is the same stuff that we've seen. Uh, They talk about some of the things that we've seen, but in different scenes Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But they do so. There are some old shots. Uh, They did label those old shots, but there's maybe there's
2: four or five old shots. But a lot of them, though, they weren't even labeled that you read. That sounded like exact shit that we'd seen already. Um, like the Star Destroyer in front of the Death Star, the. Ben Mendelssohn's walking through the puddle, and yeah. oh, we see a death trooper. Uh, All right, I'm not getting into this argument. <laughs> you win. So. I, I'm just saying, I don't. You're, no, you're right. I'm ready for a new trailer. You're right. I'm not ready for a recycled trailer. I'm behind you. I am 100% behind that statement. I don't think you're being <laughs> sincere right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I still want to see it. It sounds. It does sound like they did have a repeat of some stuff, but.
2: Um, Surprised we haven't got our hands on that yet.
3: Yeah, well, they told everyone to put their uh, their phones away. Yeah, they did. There was that warning.
2: Yeah, I know. Usually, people they pull them out anyway. Somebody, somebody usually gets it. I mean, just like how we saw all the Batman v Superman stuff the first year, they showed that trailer. Yeah. We weren't supposed to see that either. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, God, it took forever to fucking see. What was it though? Uh, what was it that came out that one
2: San Diego Comic Con that it took forever to see? The it Suicide was, Squad stuff. We saw that. We weren't supposed to. No,
3: I'm talking about like uh, it was. I think it was like the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Oh, I think it took forever right. to see that mm-hmm. one. I finally saw it, but it had like no volume. Mm-hmm. And then I saw. I, yeah, I think I saw like It took a while to get the X-Men one, but I saw that before Guardians.
2: Yeah. Guardians, it took forever to see that first trailer. I yeah. hope we're not putting up with that for n- next week. I, I want to see that new Guardian shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we got to
3: see the concept art with Mantis. Yeah, that was cool. Like, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool. Uh, tons of news coming out of the Star Wars Rogue One panel and making Star Wars net covered that as well. Here's what they said. I've been eagerly anticipating information on Shirit Imwe, played by Donnie Yen, and Bayes Malbus, played by Wang Wen. Ever since they were cast as such, what really caught my eye during today's panel was the revelation that Imwe and Malbus reside on the planet Jedha and are pulled into the conflict when the rebel heroes travel to that
2: empire-occupied location.
3: Hmm. So we know a little bit why they're in this, they're, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. they're under imperial conflict. And- yeah. So
3: Jeddah is a de- another desert planet? Is like, that's what we read. That's what they put here is the description. Right. In the previous trailer. Desert type of planet, Jeddah. Yeah. Uh, a ship lands with four wings that unfold. The- there are buildings to the left while a Star Destroyer looms above. Hmm. It could, those buildings could be like the temples like where he lives and like the stormtroopers arrive there and that's why he's fighting. Kinda I mean. sounds like it, yeah. 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 It's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Hunting. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. When uh, when encouraged to talk about Imwe and Malbus as well, uh, as their home planet, director Gareth Edwards had some very interesting comments. Our film takes place in a time where they are alleged, there are allegedly, uh, Jay, you can, allegedly, you can agree with that. (laughs) There are allegedly no Jedi remaining. But people still believe in the Force and they still have that spirituality and essentially Jeddah is like, I guess like the Mecca of Star Wars and that people go on pilgrimages. And the problem is that right now when the story begins, it's an occupied territory by the Empire. Mm. Edwards literally used air quotes here. This was a huge revelation to me. A story that takes place on a planet that acts as the Mecca. The planet's name is extremely interesting. The city of Jeddah is an actual port city in Saudi Arabia. It's described by Wikipedia as a city on the Red Sea, is a modern commercial hub, and a gateway for pilgrimages to the Islamic holy cities Mecca and Medina. Jeddah is the principal gateway to Mecca, Islam's holiest city, which able-bodied Muslims are required to visit at least once in their lifetime. It also is a gateway to Medina, the second holiest place in Islam.
2: Wow, Hmm. that sounds... Yeah, it definitely sounds like an analog. Inspir- right? It's not an accident that he named it that. Yeah, it's very inspirational. Mm-hmm. It's inspired
3: by this, I believe. Uh, Rogue One takes place in what in what's popularly known as the Dark Times. As Edward noted. Edwards noted, it is a time when the Jedi are largely extinct. So what are the implications that this story, which ignites the events of A New Hope, seems to culminate on a planet which essentially is the Jedi Holy City? Just as importantly, this revelation begs the question, what makes Jeddah so special and holy for the light side of the Force? Trees. (laughs) Force trees. There you go, answer.
5: Yep.
3: (laughs) Described by the always amazing Gwendolyn Christie as two of the most important characters that become crucial to the team, Imwe and Malbus seem to represent the closest links to the Jedi and the Force we might see in this film. At least the light side of the Force, confirming that Imwe was blind. Yen described his character as follows I play a blind warrior who lives on the planet Jeddah. I can't see, but I can feel with my heart and believe in the spiritual of the Force. Obviously, me and Yang Wen are the baddest fighters from Jeddah, and me and Yang, his character Baze, we are very good friends. So it is confirmed. I mean, I could. We've been hearing the rumors that Donnie Yen's blind, mm-hmm. his character's blind. And we saw that, that entertainment weekly like kinda like picture of him where his eyes look milky and yeah, shit. Yes. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if milky eyes stink.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think they do. I think they give off like a real like a putrid putrid. Yeah. Yeah, like like Fucking like uh, something that's been that's gross. Yeah, a real but, sour smell. That's been sitting out in the sun. Like you, like like you, like you probably walk up to him and be like, "Dude, can you close your fucking eyes?" Yeah, stinky milky eye, <laughs> stinky milky eye. Shit, it, they look milky. <laughs> um. <laughs> gross. ew close your eyes. Like, get it glasses on or something. <laughs> Like some shades or something. I don't want to look at your milky eye bullshit. Take an eye wash. Like, like when you talk to him, like are you going to look him in the eye? I mean, what do you look at with somebody with milky eyes like that? What look do you, at what whatever do you, you want. They can't tell. What do you look at?
4: <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want.
3: They're I, not going to be offended. Would it be like rude to like just stare at the milky eye? Sure. They, <laughs> I, they won't know. I mean, unless, you're, unless it's Daredevil. So it's not, devil. it's not rude if they don't
2: know then, right? I agree. So you can just, like, get all up in there and be like, whoa, what's going yeah. on in there? <laughs> Rub your hand in front of their yeah. eyes. Hey, yeah. hey. Give them the finger a bunch. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think it'd be cool, like, if you could, if he could at least get some contacts made mm. to where, like, if you shook his head, it's like a magic eight ball. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, snow globe eye. Like, you know,
2: like, will you ever see again? <laughs> Uh, Ask again later. <laughs> <laughs> Outlook good. <laughs> oh, Magic Eight Ball Donnie Yen. That fucking movie right there. Dude, no, that's a fucking, that's merchandise. Oh, yeah. Fucking, fucking stuff. With the toy, look at yeah, its eye. Exactly. <laughs> he, he's
3: got two eyes, so you could get two completely different answers. Oh. And it's scratch and
2: sniff, it smells like pugets. <laughs> Putrid milky eye. Ooh, now I'm, you're no selling me now on this toy. I was there until the smell came. Uh, I would lick that eyeball. Oh, <laughs> oh you fucking sicko. So creamy. Uh, <laughs> so creamy. Yeah. Oh. I'd dip it in your coffee. I'd, ri- I'd dip some breadsticks in it. Uh, I'd, I'd dip some fried cheese daikini in it. Oh. That's my sauce. <laughs> There's that sauce I was talking about. Yeah it's Donnie N's Milky <laughs> This is a conversation it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, this episode's stupid
3: as fuck. Oh, this episode's good. Dude, I can't believe people listen to this fucking stupid episode. <laughs> yeah. well, you should you? be playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh. True. Not listening. You can actually listen to podcasts as you play the goddamn game. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great it's idea. It's awesome. Good so point. listen to us and I hope we don't make you laugh when you're trying to catch Pokemon. <laughs> Motherfucker.
2: Oh, no. Fucking Wigglytuff showed up. Up and I was laughing and he fucking disappeared. Who's Wigglytuffed? Uh, Wigglytuff is Jigglypuff's evolution. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you
3: were just, I thought you were pulling a J there and mispronouncing shit. <laughs> no, no.
2: Wigglytuff
3: is a real Pokemon. I was like, man, I know who Jigglypuff is. <laughs> just wait. That's fucked up that a week later I can tell you, yeah, I know who Jigglypuff <laughs> is. <laughs> You know, Didn't take you long. It's fucked up what a week can do. One fucking week. It's ingrained. It takes one fucking week. Like last week, you'd have been like Jigglypuff. I'd have been like, Jiggly.
2: what the fuck? Yeah, last week, you'd have be been like, hey, Brian, name three Pokemon. Couldn't do it. I'd can- name Pikachu. Pikachu bro. and Squirtle. Yeah. Now you can be like, Brian, let's your 50 Pokemon. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's do this. <laughs> Brian can do the fucking Pokemon rap now. Challenge
4: accepted. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's see here. Yeah,
3: we're still talking about uh, Star Wars. Oh, man, smoke, about You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> talking about talking about a blind guy's Milky Eye. Yeah,
4: that's fucked up, man. I, it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs>
2: yo <laughs> Ayo. Ayo.
3: Ayo. Oh, all right. Yeah, there's some more. There's some, they, they, they go on to talk about uh, Donnie Yen and that other dude some more. I'm Stinky done. milky eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay. what did I say when we are on break? I call this eyes dairy blinders. <laughs> what <did I> say? <laughs> 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 shit. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk. Here's some things that we learned from Celebration, uh, learned from Celebration about Rogue One from StarWars.com that I found the most interesting. They had a list. Some of the shit in the list I thought was dumb as fuck. What's a dumb one? Uh, Donnie N's stinky milky eye. <laughs> we got a lot of juice out of Donnie N's stinky milky eye. Oh, he's got a lot of stinky <laughs> juice in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about that they talk about stormtroopers don't like it <laughs> <laughs> they started putting like a filter on their fucking mask that's <laughs> why they can't shoot they straight they don't want to smell that shit <laughs> <laughs> Put- putrid garbage <laughs> <laughs> smells like hot Chinatown garbage <laughs> fucking secreting from his goddamn pupils
2: <laughs> hot Chinatown garbage <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright
5: all right, let's hear the interesting facts um,
3: alright Rogue One <laughs> Rogue One will look and feel unique from all other films set in a galaxy far far away It happens to do uh, with Donnie Yen having (laughs) stinky...
2: That is definitely unique. (laughs) Definitely sets it apart from
3: (laughs) any other movie. (laughs) Donnie Yen's character of Wen has a stinky dead eyeball.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Two of them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome if you saw like other characters come into contact with them
2: <laughs> just double take <laughs> Wait. like whoa what's going on here <laughs> Hey, did you smell
3: that? <laughs> and, and like, like they keep moving, and he's like, "Why, why
2: do you keep moving?" Because he can sense it. And they're like, "Dude, I got to get downwind from you." I got. I can gotta... see him on the ship sitting, and there's like eight empty seats around him. <laughs> <laughs> he's the secret rebel weapon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, back on track. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You can't even say it. They give him him a gift, and the gift is like a necklace of those fucking pine tree air (laughs) pressures.
2: You you just put it on him, you won't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You see forest trees
3: wilting as he walks by? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: like pig pen oh, I think oh. we ruined this character I'm sorry I'll never be able to look at him the never, same me neither, me neither I'll be laughing hysterically in the theater <laughs> you were like what is going on
4: you guys smell that
3: <laughs> oh yeah the Star Wars 4D experience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smells like
4: rotten dairy <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rogue One will look and feel unique from all other films set in a galaxy far, far away. It's a style that is unlike any other Star Wars movie, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy said. She recounted seeing de- director Gareth Edwards' camera on his shoulder testing shots guerrilla style as signs that this movie would be different. Quote, I think what's so amazing about his style, she said... This is going to be an incredibly immersive experience when you see Rogue One. I keep thinking about that milky eye.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can't do too. I'm, I'm how sorry. can you not? I'm
3: sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is probably the dumbest thing we've ever talked about on the show. You're going to be completely immersed into that milky eye, is what Kathleen Kennedy says. <laughs> <laughs> Get
3: ready to take a bath in hot Chinatown garbage. <laughs> let's see here. Number two, prepare to visit the sunny beaches of Scarif. Uh, That's the beach world seen in the teaser. And shooting in such a real-world location was not hard for everyone. Uh, Edward said, just so happens it was set in paradise, so we had to go to paradise to film it. Number three, Jen Erso is making the leap from the big screen to your toy shelf. Gwendolyn Christie revealed the six-inch black series figure of the character coming from Hasbro. I feel very privileged to have joined the Star Wars doll universe, said actress Felicity Jones. She's got a pretty cool Han Solo style gun belt. This is also the first Rogue One toy revealed. The second toy revealed, Donnie Yen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Stinkor, man. <laughs> uh, another Stinkor reference. A whole yeah. other level. <laughs> yeah. Number four,
3: Felicity Jones sees Jin as a new kind of Star Wars hero quote, I feel there's one major difference between Jin and other Star Wars heroes, Ray and Luke. She's not a character asking, who am I and where did I come from? Rather, Jin knows where she came from, and that propels the story in her journey. Thank God. <laughs> I don't need another mystery. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? fuck the mystery. tell us what's going on, yeah, god damn it. Yeah, I don't need, an, I don't, man, uh, God, we've got enough in the regular saga series. I mean, like, uh, who is uh who's Planky? or a uh, snoke? Yeah. Who's snoke and like who's raised parents? Who's raised mommy and daddy? I gotta know.
2: How did Donnie Yes I get so sneaky. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs>
3: That's on everyone's mind. That's a mystery I'm oh, okay man. with. Oh god. Um <laughs> we uh we now know Cassian's job. Uh, the character played by Diego Luna is rebel intelligence. Uh, within the team assembled for the mission, he's somewhat of a peacekeeper, smoothing things out where there's friction. And he's, and he also has a rather strange best friend. Huh. So. The robot? I don't, I was thinking that little, uh, Furry creature, dude. Mm, okay, the one that we saw in the sizzle reel with the turret. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> that, was, that was cool. <laughs> I wanted to throw a little ball at him too and catch. <laughs> I, I, I did too. I did too. Uh, number six. Oh yeah, you're right, dude. K two so the droid vo- voice by Alan Tudyk is close to Cassian. Ah. Okay, I think we might have mentioned that on another show too. I don't know. I think we might have. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just remembering something. Uh, but he also may have a screw loose, literally and figuratively. The droid was originally an Imperial and reprogrammed by Cassian, yet something didn't quite take. He's not quite all there, Tudick said. He speaks his mind and says that he could be unsettling. Very honest. If you know any old people, he's like that, which probably made the role all the more fun for the actor. It was great to play him, he added. So he probably doesn't have a filter at times. Oh, that's funny. I'd also like to see him revert and de- revert to those imperial speeches, like oh, out of yeah. nowhere, just say something like,
2: you know what I mean? Death to all rebels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And then be like, whoa, I'm sorry. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think that would be great. Yeah. I've heard the character does ha- offer comic relief. Good, good, so I think that'll be good. the droid should. Yeah, yeah I the droid should. Uh,
3: number seven. You wouldn't think someone on the squad would wear the Imperial cog on his sleeve, but one does. Bodhi, played by Riz Ahmed, that's Bodhi Rook. Rook uh, sports the Empire's insignia because he serves in the Empire, plain, uh, plain and simple. Bodhi is a pilot and he works for the Empire to earn a living. Ahmed explained. You know, people work at big organizations. They don't agree with everything they do. He's kind of questioning things. The city he's from is an occupied planet, and the Empire's actions there make him question his career counselor.
2: Hmm. Seems like an interesting character. It does seem like an interesting character. A little bit of a Finn analog with maybe possibly, like, deciding that the Empire isn't the place to be. Right, Hmm. Yeah. Uh, There were even Number eight There were
3: even more revelations On characters and planets Jedha is another new world In Rogue One And home to Chirrut Donnie Yen's staff Wielding blind warrior (laughs) Everyone's favorite stinky (laughs) (laughs) eye Donnie Yen Stop giving me the stink eye (laughs) Literally (laughs) Fucking
4: stinks Uh,
3: I can't see I can't see But I can feel with my heart And I believe in the force Yen said Cheerit also, uh, also has a friend, the gruff Baze. Uh, of Baze, actor Yang Wen said, Baze has a gun. He has a huge gun. Hmm. Uh, sounds like he and Cheerit will make a good combo. Forrest Whitaker playing rebel veteran Saw, uh, Saw Guerrera um, described his character. That's a character from Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. And uh, described his character and his rebel faction as being extreme willing to defeat the Empire by any means necessary. He added that he's gone back and watched all of Saw's episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Mm. which he shows his rise as a rebel leader and time fighting alongside the Jedi. Awesome. Number nine, Star Wars is often a story of family, and that theme will be present in Rogue One. Galen Erso, played by Mads Mikkelsen, is Jin's father, yet he still remains a mystery. Quote, he's a scientist, and he had invented something so beautiful so fantastic that it might change the universe, Mickelson said. What did he
2: make? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Some eye drops for Donnie <laughs> Yet <laughs> Did he create the Death Star?
5: Uh,
3: the plan. He's the one who drew up the plans for the Death Star. Possibly. Wow. Hmm. Wow, that's a uh, – you know what? I'd, I'd say you're about 50-50 on being right on that one. Yeah. I feel like that's got to be it, it's, right? It is beautiful. When you first see it, you think it's a fucking moon. Yeah. Yeah. And it can definitely change the universe or destroy it. No. <laughs> True. <clears throat> Depending on how you look at it. Uh, number 10. This is the final one. Darth Vader will sound like Darth Vader. James Earl Jones is once again voicing the Sith Lord. Edwards recounted traveling to New York for the voiceover session with Skywalker's sound, uh, Skywalker Sound's Matthew Wood when Jones delivered the line, Power. Yeah. Edward summed up their reaction succinctly. We looked at each other and had nerdgasms. <laughs> yeah, I read about that power thing. I can imagine that to be the case. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat>
5: mm.
3: So that's our Star Wars Celebration news that I have. I don't know if you guys uh, saw anything else that you wanted to bring up or heard anything. I, I watched some of the panels. I know, Jake, you probably watched some of the panels. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I watched the Mark Hamill panel, and that was fun. Oh, yeah, Mark Hamill. What, what was, I was telling you a bunch of stuff that Mark Hamill said. Mark
2: Hamill was praising Ryan Johnson. Yeah, the thing that really stuck with me that you were telling me about was that Mark Hamill said that this was possibly one of the most quotable Star Wars yes. movies. Yes. Mark- Mark
3: Hamill actually said that... Episode 8, that Episode
2: is. 8, yeah, coming out. Um, he,
3: Mark Hamill said that when he said certain lines or certain characters said certain lines, he's like, okay, I'm seeing that on a t-shirt. Yeah. That's going on a t-shirt. Wow. He said it's very quotable. He's like, uh, just as quotable as stuff like, may the force be with you. Like, Wow. He, that's what he said, so I'm going off what Mark Hamill said. Shit. I, I find it hard to believe, but I... I don't know. That's what he said. Yeah, if he's and, saying that shit. And he's saying Ryan Johnson has, is just doing a great job on awesome. this movie. He's making a great movie. So
2: Awesome. Oh, I can't wait for some Episode 8 news. Mm-hmm. Like a, a teaser trailer for Episode 8, which we should probably get by the time Rogue One comes yeah. out, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think.
3: We'll probably, from what I'm hearing, um, we'll probably get the title for the film mm-hmm. in November. They, mm-hmm. that's what they did with The Force Awakens. Yes. So we've already heard a rumored title. Uh, what was it? Fall of the Resistance. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be. It sounds like a good title. Yeah. Um, sounds kind of basic. But it, it, it's it sounds like that, like what they would title the second act of a trilogy. Yeah. The Fall of the Resistance. It's kind of a basic bitch title, though. It's basic. I mean, uh, but, you know, you had, like, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, and this sounds like this is what's going to be, this is something bad that happens to the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and, of course, this is the second act. It's got to end badly right. for yeah. the Resistance. Yeah. But, yeah, it is basic. It's very basic. Um, and it, it gives a lot away. Yeah, but, I agree. So does *The Empire Strikes Back*. On the flip side, but you know what? There is an even bigger
2: reveal at the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. So and even *Empire Strikes Back* doesn't give away as much as like actually. It, it doesn't say they win. It just says they make it. They strike back.
3: Yeah, I like mean, I guess
2: I'm looking at it from like you know the movie being around for 30 years.
3: Yeah, and yeah. And saying yeah, it gives mm-hmm. it away. But you know, it's like
2: the fall of the resistance. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, you just saw the title.
3: <laughs> so yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to Rogue One. I'm definitely looking forward to Episode Eight. Yeah, so. yeah, Episode Eight. I mean, there's not been too many leaks as far as like what's going on in that film. It was light. It, they like
2: the lid was on tight on this one. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that having the Star Wars stories in between the chapter films helps dilute the information coming out for the next chapter. Cause right. you're paying
4: attention to one. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like
2: subterfuge. Yeah.
4: It yeah. doesn't matter as
3: far as like the, the people that report, I mean like the people that live near like Michael Skellig and stuff like that. Yeah. When, when they're there filming, True. they are there trying to get the same looks that they did on the first time when they were there. Yeah. You oh, still, I'm not
2: saying it makes it go away, you but
3: you still have those same people. Like basically, like it's funny because these outlets, like it's the equivalent of uh, Varus and his birds. <sighs> mm-hmm. These outlets have people that are there. They know people in the production. They know people that are around the filming of production that like give them these juicy details. And uh, that, that, that's what I'm hearing is like you know the outpour from like people that were near Michael Skellig and. And all these... Abu Abu Dhabi and all these places. Like, when they see filming going on, they're, like, trying to snap pictures. They're Mm -hmm. trying to see what's going on. I mean, there was a family driving by, and these little girls took pictures of Daisy Ridley as she's, like, wearing her Star Wars episode 8 outfit. Right. And they're posting these, like, on the internet. And then, like, these get released to, like, the media and shit. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, wow. It's crazy. Like, there's a picture of, like, a... Kylo Ren and Ray, and they're talking to each other, and they don't know if it's actually something that was filmed in the movie. Or they're just talking between the shots. Talking yeah. between shots, right. and so like people started this whole rumor of uh, they call it Raylo,
5: where uh, <laughs> oh, it's they, a celebrity
3: couple name. They want to, yeah, they want to get these two characters together. There's like, a, there's like a, a, a huge group of Raylo fans out there, right? Rey, <laughs> Raylo shippers. They definitely they want to see they want to see Kylo Ren and Ray hook up. Oh yeah, I, I
4: believe and it. And
3: so yep. you know, like when they saw when the Raylos Raylo fans saw this picture,
2: they like they went nuts. Right, right, they
3: went nuts. Is that
2: the biggest ship going on in, in the new Star Wars movies? Is the Ray Kylo thing? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm, yeah, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be against it. No, I'm not against it either. Not I wouldn't against, be against either. it either. So. Uh,
3: this week, uh, it, we started recording late, it's 11 o'clock, I wanna fucking get home, and we aren't gonna read your emails, we'll read them next week. <laughs> oh shit.
4: <laughs> oh no.
2: Emails denied. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smell my stinky eye.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dirty dairy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Time to go catch some Pokemon. <laughs> Wait, I am going to
3: read one email, and this will make sense to you, Jake. We <laughs> oh, We <terrible>. talked <laughs> about this. It's from, uh... <sighs> it's titled, Hey, Brian. It says, Sup. Thanks for letting me chill in your apartment. Uh, le- thanks for letting me chill in your apartment for a few minutes. All the best, Pablo. I don't even get it. Uh, I talked about Pablo fucking my ex-girlfriend in my apartment (laughs) oh so thanks Pablo for listening
2: (laughs) hope you didn't catch anything from her wow that listener's a dick (laughs) yeah whatever from Pablo yeah shit happens that's funny
3: (laughs) people sometimes people date
2: whores it's cool that he listens (laughs) yeah (laughs) I didn't expect
3: that I guess it's flattering that he listens yeah all right, that's the only email I wanted to read. The rest of them are garbage.
2: <laughs> just delete them. We'll start fresh for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be fresh, baby. All right, guys. And just like all
3: good leftovers say in their doggy bags. Got to catch them all. Donnie ends, <laughs> milky eye. No, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see you next week.
4: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations.
1: like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a warm rat but it's all been done before we don't want to be a copycat we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped so by the
2: it's, it's a trap.
1: going to toss it, good to taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, subculture over like a vulture, carryover, push over, pop culture. Leftovers, and we the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said? Leftover. pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture Leftovers. toss it good and taste it, do we love it hey let's race it can't erase it let's embrace it tupperware party subculture spill over like a vulture carry over counterculture Push over pop culture leftover and with the uncool kids what's to say has already been said leftover pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftover It, do we love it hey let's face it can't erase it let's embrace the tupperware party subculture spill over like a vulture carry over counterculture push over pop culture leftovers and with the uncool kids what's to say has already been said leftovers and the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers